2: Go, off and running on this 6th day of November 2023. This is The Horn. Head on dot is where you'll find us on the interweb tubes. That's where you go. If you'd like to be part of the Merry Wackies any real-time madcap multimedia extravaganza, that is The Horn chat room, the three hours in which this program is live, Monday through Friday, 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Daylight. Mmm, gotcha. 5 to 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Damn it. 2 to 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time all time zones in between and the Great Globe Round and whatever time it is when you're listening to the podcast if you're listening to the podcast please like and subscribe match that like button make sure you're subscribed on a couple of platforms because we have had cases recently where uh, it'll go up on one but not on another I don't know how that even works but that way you'll make sure and know when uh, when the podcasts do go up if you're listening live, feel free to pop by the aforementioned Mary Wacky Zaney, uh, where you'll be greeted by the early arrivers. That's Irish Dave, Squeaky, and Theo. And capably moderated by Horn Chief Agronomist, Chief Mathematician, and Bud Bud Trimmer Pro, Pro Tempora, Roger, in Oregon. Hi, y'all. I'm Robin. It is more Monday on the Horn. And you got to know that any 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 broadcast that begins with the phrase "Letitia James seen visibly cackling at Trump insult from witness stand," yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a day. Uh, but uh, every program here at the Horn begins with gratitude, and this program is no different. And so, th- thanks go out to our sixth, fifth, and fourth day of the month, PayPal subscribers, and people jumping in a la carte. So, thank you indeed. Working backwards from today. What in the world? Did you hear that? I don't don't, don't know what that was. But working backwards, thank you. Um, to Charlene in Rogues Island and thank you to Joseph thank you Joseph and thank you to John and Khalil thank you to Michael formerly of Madison, no, Chicago thank you to Don in West Tennessee. thank you to David in Oregon thank you to Kenda in Missouri Thank you, Kevin, in Colorado Springs. Uh, thank you, Jean, across the pond. And that's uh, pretty much uh, catches us up for the weekend. So, where we stand on funding? Uh, hmm, twelve hundred bucks. Uh, trying to catch up with the deficit from last month. We finished in a deep, deep hole, and hopefully going from. Uh, uh, Taking it down, some you know some, and frankly, let's see, it's the uh, power bill, the phone bill, um, the water bill, and a shockingly expensive <laughs> wheel for the car. I'm now I'm now airing the tire up uh, every morning because apparently the crack in the wheel is getting worse. But uh, that's where we are. So twelve hundred dollars and I got a you know got a bunch of bills to pay. I, I am told, um, with a dispatch from Tennistan that little Miss Luna is happy and healthy and settling in and she was so cute the first couple of days. She just kinda laid there and like
0: eh, oh, e
2: but um, her mama told me that she is now a howler. <laughs> it's not so much a cry. It's, well, Ferg told me it's downright barbaric. And that's fine. That's fine. She's going she's gonna, to she's gonna, she's gonna, she's gonna be a strong girl and brook no bullshit. So, yeah. Uh, getting us started, I got a note early this morning from uh, Matt in San Francisco subject line Roxanne so I get up at 2.30am and start work at 4am I hate listen to Morning Joe just like me and Tara and others of the community I hate listen to Morning Joe I work with an earpiece very discreet except for the occasional what the fuck or giggle so I'm thinking of requesting a segment producer paycheck from Morning Joe especially after today's segment on the youth boat. didn't we talk about that on Friday yes we did And that was all done within the context of the uh, big, splashy, not entirely trustworthy uh, New York Times story about Joe Biden trailing in all the swing states except Wisconsin. And they were they were uh, they were fit to be tied this morning. On that filthy morning habit. Maybe we'll get to some of that. But like I said, there's uh, there's just something. Th- today was zany, and I, I don't know if he's listening or not. But I want to I want I want to send out props to Todd down in South Carolina, Stan, for because Todd nailed it. Uh, Nitwit Nero has been on the stand today in new york and you know how todd has said over the last couple of conversations robin he's not going to make it he's not going to make it and you know how we've talked for months now about the fact that he he can't he can't go on a witness stand and not lose his shit well he lost his shit today um When Newt Whitnero was asked today about his Trump building at 40 uh, 40 Wall Street, uh, he answered his inquisitor, um, Deputy Attorney General Kevin Wallace. I spent a lot of money on fixing the building up. She doesn't even know what 40 Wall Street is. She being Letitia James. And at that point, according to reporters in the courtroom, of course, there are no cameras because, well, uh, that's democracy, I guess. Uh, But a reporter said she was visibly cackling and briefly put her head down to compose herself. And... Then later she went on Twitter and said, uh, she uh, she quote tweeted, Hugo Lowell, Trump snipes at N.Y.A.G. James. She doesn't know what a 40 Wall Street is. And uh, she quote tweeted that and said, don't tell. I can see it from my office window. You know, because her office is next door to 40 Wall Street. And he may be—he uh, may be just as Todd predicted, coming apart. I, I don't know how close he is to going full Captain Quig, but it—it it feels like he is. Flavio says, uh, "Morning, Joe. I can't handle anybody bellowing in the morning just as I'm waking up. No need to yell, Joe." Well see Flavio, that's that's how morning broadcasting works you have to yell at them to get people wake up to wake up you know rise and shine campers you know you you've seen groundhog day come on yeah but as moran monday goes This one has potential, a lot of potential. And uh, thanks so much to John Barron. John Barron uh, just uh, sent a Benjamin to help knock the deficit down, so that gets us down to $1,100. John Barron prefers to use the United States Postal Service. And uh, I will report upon its receipt, Mr. Barron. John Barron. (laughs) One of these days somebody's gonna get cute and send a money order. Side <laughs> like Joe Scarborough and we'll just say consulting fees on it. Oh yeah. It's Monday. I'm feeling a little silly. It was a nice little weekend. I'm still basically Annette and I uh are, are kinda catching up with our harem scarum trip from Wednesday into Friday. And uh did some nice cooking over the weekend. I love making things that she enjoys. And I've, I've, I've been putting them out of the park lately, hitting home runs. And this weekend I did uh, Indonesian peanut butter chicken from a recipe that was lodged in my brain from back in the CNN days. One of my producers taught me how to make it. And... Oh, it was good. Just really, really good. So, winning. Uh, Flavio, no, the cats aren't too pissed. Breakfast was late. Uh, They they are, I don't know, they were they were a little, they were a little, they were a little bit miffed when we got back on Friday. And poor little Mr. Shadow was convinced that we were never coming home and he's been, Oh, I think he's bonded, and, and we promised him we will never do that again, because he had to stay with his he had to stay with his uh, his auntie Margaret and his, his cousin Theodora, who is also a golden retriever, and his cousin Winnie, who isn't, and uh, the little cat whose name I can't pronounce, Ayla, I think it is Ayla the kitty. Mm-hmm. But I mentioned Letitia James giggling, and thanks, Ralph, for that. um, Letitia James is also uh, needling Julius geezer. She gave a rare press statement before the proceedings began today.
3: Only Joe Biden can make this decision. And also, oh, let's go over to the courthouse conference. really quick. Apologies, Laura Manhattan, this is the New York Trump Attorney General, who's bringing this civil case against Donald Trump today. Listen. Misrepresented and inflated his, the value of his assets.
4: And before he takes the stand, I am certain that he will engage in name calling and taunts and race baiting and call this a witch hunt. But at the end of the day, the only thing that matters are the facts and the numbers. And numbers, my friends, don't
3: lie. Thank you.
1: All I right, think
2: facts she, and
3: numbers. Numbers don't lie.
2: I think she just called him a liar. I got some audio coming in It's from somewhere, and it's... Making me a little crazy. No, no, no. No, Ralph, I was. No, Ayla. Ayla is Margie's kitty. You're hearing that weird music, aren't you? I hate autoplay audio. I just do. So he probably got wind of that. And that may have been part of his entire meltdown. And that's a, apparently one of the news stories has some audio, audio, autoplay audio on it. I don't know. There, hair, all better. Sorry, that's a new glitch. Uh, but he did. Uh, he uh, lost his shit at her uh, on the stand. What I wouldn't give. I, I I agree, darling. It's not bad background music. Yeah, it's just background music. I don't like I don't like audio coming from places I don't understand. But he did. He went off. He 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 did everything except saying that he caught everyone with the strawberries. It was bizarre, and like I said, what I wouldn't give to actually have video of this. Meanwhile, a reminder: the clock is still ticking. On whether he decide whether he says he wants cameras in the courtroom or no cameras in the courtroom for his trial in D.C. And so uh, he was whining in court today at the judge who and, and I. We've talked about the fact that his, his lawyers don't appear to be very good because they can't or or maybe or, or maybe it's like I said a while back, he is unrepresentable, he is uncounselable. And so he was pissing and moaning and whining to Judge Ngoron. And he said, okay, well, thank you, Brother Deacon Asa. Nope, can't hear anything on our end. Maybe it's God talking to you in your ears. Mike Pence don't sound so crazy after all, now does he? (laughs) (laughs) No, no. Nobody say, Robin, Robin. No, no, get a shave. First thing I tell that big bearded juvenile delinquent you run the universe get a razor but he said there uh, he he said that the, uh, the the fraud case should be thrown out because his financial statements included a disclaimer at which point judge Ngoron said if you want to learn about the disclaimer clause read my opinion for the first time and so he continued I think it's fraudulent, the decision. The fraud is on the court. This is unbelievable. And, and, uh, 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 Molly Crane of the New York Daily News, said Trump's been screaming insults at A.G. James in the front row. The fraud is her. Uh, uh, and uh, Nero bellowed, he called me a fraud. He didn't know anything about me. You knew nothing about me. You believe this political hack back there trying to goad the judge into committing some sort of reversible error but he's dealing with a judge and with an attorney general who are orders of magnitude like astronomical orders of magnitude more intelligent than he and i don't think they're going to play into his i don't i don't i don't think they're going to play play his game At one point in time, well, that's true, Matt in in San Francisco says court footage, I'd be fine with audio only of his trials. Yeah, because spontaneous human combustion is, at best, an extreme rarity. So audio might be, yeah, it would be acceptable. And Judge Ngoron, because see, his, his pettifoggers, Nitwit Nero's pettifoggers, they have to behave in a performative fashion for an audience of one, their client. And frankly, no lawyer trying to do that can really be effective counsel. Effective counsel in, in a trial situation has to be mindful of the facts and the law and and, and places where error may happen and object in a timely fashion make compelling arguments but if they're making arguments that they've been told to make by their client chances are it's not going to play too well and so uh, counsel for the parking garage Alina Habana 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 uh... was unable to control him attacking the judge attacking the attorney uh, the deputy attorneys general and eventually and Goron said and you know when a judge hauls out the word beseech oh my I beseech you to control him if you can't I will I will excuse him and draw every negative Inference. At which point counsel for the parking garage, Alina Habana Habana Havana, said The burden is on the AG to ask better questions. We're not here to ha- we're not here to hear what he has to say. We are here to listen to him answer questions. And then she got downright nasty with Judge and Goron because I think she's auditioning to be the next Mrs. Trump. You know, the whole getting her hair done like melanoma and all of that. And she she looked at Ngoron and said, Yes, you are here to listen to what he has to say. At which point, Justice Ngoron lost his temper and said, Sit down! At which point, Nitwit Nero leaned into the microphone and said, this is a very unfair trial. Oh, I I give I give major props to Justice Ngoron for not taking the bait. And yeah, apparently they did catch what. A.G. Letitia James said in the steps of the courthouse, numbers don't lie. And so outside, again, outside the courthouse, Alina Havana Havana Havana, counsel for the parking garage, and Nitwit Nero, um, had a hissy.
3: All right, the president's team has stepped up to the microphone. They just walked outside of the courthouse. Let's dip in here and listen. More honest
5: coming from the judge who has already predetermined that my client committed fraud before we even walked into this courtroom. I'm not here to hear what he has to say. Then why exactly am I being paid as an attorney and why exactly are taxpayer dollars being used in this courtroom? The answer is very clear. Because Ms. James wants to stand right here like she did this morning and call my client a liar, call the company fraudulent, and make a name for herself. She said this morning that the numbers don't lie and they won't lie in this case. Well, Ms. James, I have a message for you. The numbers didn't lie when you ran for governor and that's why you dropped out. And the numbers don't lie when President Trump runs for office in 2024. And those numbers are loud and clear. This country is falling apart. And if we don't stop corruption in courtrooms where attorneys are gagged, where attorneys are not allowed to say what they need to say to protect their clients' interests, it doesn't matter what your politics are. Everyone has a right in this country to get up and put a defense. I don't care who you are. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can put objections on the record. You have a right to hire a lawyer who can stand up and say something when they see something wrong. But I was told to sit down today. I was yelled at, and I've had a judge who is unhinged slamming a table. Let me be very clear. I don't tolerate that in my life. I'm not going to tolerate it here.
2: Yeah, but you did, honey. You tolerated it because he can recommend he can recommend you for disciplinary action to the state bar I wonder if you're even going to be able to be counsel for a parking garage when this is over Mrs. wanna be fourth Mrs Trump
5: And you know what you shouldn't either because not every american citizen gets a camera and a microphone and what i'm seeing is such a demise of american Judicial system and democracy. Miss James came out this morning and said that she knew Mr. Trump. And she always calls him Mr. Trump because it kills her that he was the president. But the 45th... What, what, what do you
2: what do you want her to call him, Mademoiselle Trump? Hobbita, hobbita, hobbita? Well, I mean, it, it, doesn't it sound like it Ralphs Oh, my God, Alina Habana Havana is running to be Mrs. Trump, number four... It kills her to call him president. No, he is a private citizen who has returned to private life. He is Mr. Trump. At best.
5: Fifth president of this country, one of the best president
2: She could just refer to him as the defendant. That would also be a, a, a accurate and applicable
5: we've had has built a great company it's worth a ton more than that statement of financial condition and she doesn't know how to get out of it because her politics won't allow her she calls him a bully she says he's going to bring out racial slurs he's going to say things today and taunt her well miss James you taunted him before you came into office before you saw one record one statement of financial condition you taunted him you said his administration was too male and too pale. Those are her words. She said that she and Michael Cohen were going to be his biggest nightmare. Where I have some news for you, Miss James. Michael Cohen folded, lied, and crumbled. Your star witness, along with all the DAs and corrupt AGs, need to be paying attention to what happens when you let us take the stand.
2: When you- us us god we're we're rapidly approaching that territory that that uh uh condoleezza rice goes great with uh, uh, kind of sleazy chicken uh, remember back in the in the in the reign of error when she said I, and i told my husband i mean the president remember that uh, yeah because i do i know you do too what yeah, when you let us on the stand Oh, go brush your hair.
5: You let my client speak the truth, and the judge can tell me to sit down. And he can try and shorten my client's testimony.
2: Did did, did you sit down, Alina? Did you sit down, honey? I'm guessing you sat down when you were told to sit down.
5: But it is loud and clear. They've got nothing. They've got nothing but their politics.
2: Why does this sound like a bad mob movie? They got nothing. They got nothing on my client. Nothing whatsoever. I mean, that's literally a line from, from, from Robert De Niro playing Al Capone in The Untouchables. They got nothing.
5: She's got nothing but her Soros backing, which we discovered recently. And I am sick and tired of seeing it. Pay attention, America.
2: George Soros backing. They draw that George Soros like a gun.
5: Pay attention because when you're in court one of these days and you don't have a lawyer that has a microphone and you don't have a lawyer that can go on TV and you've got judges gagging them, what are you going to do? We need to fix...
2: Bad boys, bad boys, what you going to do? What you going to do when the judge comes for you? Bad boys, bad boys. I don't know, I'm beginning to like the idea of nitwit Nero sitting there at the table with a tennis ball in his mouth and some duct tape around it. Yeah, no, I think, Roger, I think there's so much that she doesn't understand. Uh, doesn't she realize he has been found liable for f- uh, fraud? And that this is the penalty phase? The disgorgement phase? That yeah, This is just where they're tallying up the receipts. In this case, it's not going to be overturned on appeal. It may not even make it all the way to the highest court in New York, let alone find its way to our most puissant, dread sovereign, supreme Catholic majesties. Emilio says one of the best presidents, and and, and Habana Nagila, Habana Habana wasn't struck down by lightning. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you, Ralphs. Ralphs is going to put a $25 challenge on the table for Trump wife, <laughs> Trump wife number four. God, just the mental image is enough to put me off. Ooh, well, there went my post-show snack.
5: fix this country, and we need to stop what is happening in this courtroom. President Trump is worth a lot more, and she wasn't ready for it. She doesn't understand it. And before she rushed to judgment, she should have thought about attacking somebody with over 50 years of real estate expertise who changed single-handedly the skyline of New York City. She picked the wrong person, and her politics will fail for it.
2: Are you- is she going to cry? And, and by the way, in case you're wondering, and, and I am, Um, I've I've seen a number of photographs of counsel for the parking garage. And I have never seen her in public with her face red to the point of being purple. I I, I don't... And and I know she doesn't use any drugstore makeup or anything like that. I don't think they sell I don't I don't I don't think Gucci or Dior or Chanel or any of them sell that shade of foundation. She was literally red in the face. So she is apparently as racist as. As Nitwit Nero is. Of course, this is all scripted for her to a certain extent. Can you, I mean, it is, you know, 5.30 Eastern Standard Time now. Can you imagine the way she's railing and raging now? Or if she is with her client, listening to him rage and rail? This is not, I mean, she was like, you and your politics will pay for this. Honey, you won't be able to get a job representing parking garages anymore when this is over. You're terrible. I mean, awful. And after Justice N'Goran hands down like a three quarters of a billion dollar judgment of disgorgement. Alina... Can I call you Alina? He's going to come after you. And it won't matter how many highlights you have in your hair and how much you look like melanoma in profile. Ugh. What a mess. She makes it sound like he's being... She She makes it sound like she's setting up a claim that He's being hounded to death. But I do love that phrase. Why exactly am I being paid as an attorney? Lady, we've been wondering that for a long damn time. Darlene in Connecticut. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm rubber, you're glue, Tish. I'm prettier than you, Tish. I'll see you on the playground at recess for a fight, Tish. I'm white and you're black, Tish. My boyfriend's better than yours, better looking than yours, Tish. I have bigger boobies than yours, Tish. Tish and Judge and Goron sitting in a tree. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Wait till you see the bathroom wall, Tish. Seriously, this is what Hobbitahobbitahobbitahobbitah is really doing when it comes right down to it. Yeah, it's seventh grade. MSNBC uh, ran with his ranting outside the courtroom a little bit. And then they uh, uh, they cut away. It was a moment. Trump
3: outside the court.
0: Uh, the fraudster in this case, they made references to assets that were very valuable, and they said uh, they had no idea. They had no idea what the numbers were when they said $18 million for Mar-a-Lago, and it's 50 to 100 times that amount, by any estimation. It's a terrible thing that's happened here. We're taking days and days and weeks and weeks, and it goes on, and then you look at the outside world and what's happened. But of course, they're getting their wish because I don't have to be here for the most part, but I certainly do have to be here because I want to be here. Because it's a scam, and this is a case that should have never been brought, and it's a case that now should be dismissed. Everybody saw what happened today. Everybody saw what happened with their star witness, who admitted that I never told him what he originally said. I did. He admitted that he lied, and he has absolutely no credibility whatsoever. That's okay, the Donald witness. Trump.
4: Uh, again, so, sounding a lot you. like he normally does, calling this whole unfair and. Calling the judge all sorts of names. Let's go to NBC News correspondent von Hilliard, who is still with us. We also have MSNBC legal analyst and former U.S. attorney Barbara McQuaid and NBC News legal analyst and former Manhattan district district, assistant district attorney Catherine Christian. So, Vaughn, this is a lot of what we've heard before from uh, former President Trump.
6: Yes, it's a lot of what we heard him say actually inside of the courtroom under oath today and on the record. There was a question of whether the Donald Trump we see on the campaign stage and on social media was going to be the same Donald Trump inside of the courtroom. And we can now say after hours of him being on the stand that the answer to that was absolutely yes. Multiple times, Donald Trump's own lawyers were told by the judge to, quote, control their client and to get him to actually answer in a concise fashion. Instead, Donald Trump gave long-winded quasi-tangential responses to the New York attorney general's questions. But just in the last few minutes is when the uh, prosecution essentially ended their questioning here a bit early of Donald Trump. uh, And the final witness that they're going to call forward is Ivanka Trump here this Wednesday. At that point, the prosecution will all but rest their case. It will then uh, be the defense team's turn. And on Monday is when the defense team for Donald Trump will call their first witness. Uh, Chris Keiss, the attorney for Donald Trump, one of
2: the- uh, that's one thing. Uh, pe- various reporters, and and this could be a little bit, of, you know, my own personal hang-ups as to language and whatnot. Um, it, maybe Stephen New York will enlighten me further. But this is a civil case. This is not a criminal case. There is no prosecution they keep calling it the prosecution it isn't and instead of referring to the prosecution they should be referring to plaintiff's counsel or counsel for the plaintiff the plaintiff being the state of new york and the people thereof so that i mean that's just you know a, a little thing
6: The attorneys just said inside of the courtroom that they intend to have their side of uh witness testimony and questioning complete by December 15th so we're still looking at about a month more of this case but uh, this was significant after hours uh on the stand here today that uh Donald Trump uh, uh took on directly judge Engoron uh suggesting right here upon leaving the courtroom that a mistrial should be called yeah. and also the, one of his attorneys suggesting that they may try to file a motion uh, for that mistrial, on the basis that the communications between the principal law clerk and the judge uh, were not right. Of course, I let our legal team get into the specifics of that, but the judge—they—they
2: yeah, they could anybody anybody with a, a a computer and a printer. You don't even need the printer now. Everything's electronic. Uh, can file motions. Uh, Yeah, they're complaining that the judge gets notes from his clerk whose job is to provide him with information on the fly during the trial. She is not required to stand up and speak it into a microphone for the benefit of of, of, of the courtroom. That's just stupid. But again... Stupid appears to be par for the course with this gang. Oh, and by the way, serving as the uh, Horn ad hoc uh, Alina Habana 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 research department, uh, Ralphs did some digging around. Oh, my God, somebody married Alina Habana Habana Habana. Oh, Really? Uh, by the way, Emilio says, Hey, Darlene, my niece is in seventh grade and she has a lot more class than this. How dare you make that comparison? Harumph! Well, harumph right back at you, Emilio. Now, uh, I still think she's auditioning. Uh, she's on hubby number two, Alina Havana, Havana, Havana. Apparently, at a young age, she, according to this report, Enjoyed the fashion industry, but decided to attend law school for financial reasons. But here's the funny part. We joke about her being counsel for the parking garage. Well, there's a reason. Back in 2020, she married a dude named Greg Rubin. Uh, and by the way, Alina Habana-Habana-Habana uh, is uh, American-born to Iraqi immigrant parents. Uh, she is of Assyrian descent and must be one of those like Syrian Orthodox church people, whatever, because she always shows up with her little crucifix dangling around her throat. <sighs> yeah, Greg Rubin. Is the CEO CEO of a huge New York City parking con, uh, concern called Center Park. Uh, he's a Harvard Business School graduate, and is the owner of Auto Fair America, whatever that is. So that explains why. Alina Havana 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 is counsel for a parking garage. Interesting though, because there are older photos of her. And, you know, the highlights aren't there. She looks much more like her heritage. So, you know, Cosmetics are a thing. Supposedly, Alina Habana Habana has a net worth over $5 million. So I, I feel I feel bad. Well, I think I feel bad. Yeah, for Greg Rubin about now. Ugh. Everybody receiving it, you know, because you couldn't turn on the TV without uh, hearing somebody opining about what was going on behind closed doors in that courtroom. Kate Been Bold found one being liable one. for
1: fraud for overvaluing
6: them. It is a very risky tack to take here. He's not even saying the values we submitted were accurate. He's saying they were vastly understated, which is taking a very big swing. I also think the AG's office is setting up a little bit of a trap perhaps for Donald Trump or a tension between two different defenses that we're hearing. Do you know or do you not know? Because on the one hand, he's saying, well, we're gonna bring in the big bankers. They're the ones who do everything. On the other hand, he's saying, but I know what it's all worth. It's worth a billion dollars, Mar-a-Lago, for example. So those two uh, defenses are sort of in tension with one another.
3: I'm, I'm just looking more to this point, kind of of what he said, his his take on his his description of his involvement in these financial statements. And it seems somewhat from the quotes coming out like a word salad on the stand. I'll read just some of them for you, Karen. I thought the apartment was high. We changed it. He said earlier, he said he thought that the, that the values were off on his financial statements at times, both high and low. Ultimately, he said Mar-a-Lago was underestimated, as we've discussed, as we've heard him say, outside of court. And then he goes on. I thought 40 Wall Street was very underestimated for its tremendous value. The attorney, um, one of the, for the state, the, Kevin Wallace, one of the attorneys, appeared visibly surprised when Trump said he perceived both high and low valued assets on financial statements, pausing to review a transcript before asking Trump to evaluate, to elaborate. So really what he's doing...
2: Yeah. I mean, it is word salad. Because, like Todd said, he's not going to make it. Right now, he's falling apart because this is his money. Or. This is him not having any money that's at stake. And his entire sense of self-worth is tied to his financial
6: well-being.
2: On the other side of the political aisle, things are getting a little bit... uh, Unpleasant for Representative Dean Phillips of Minnesota, Uh, according to NBC News, some of his former financial backers are saying, hey, uh, we'd like our donations back, please. We didn't sign up for you to run against an incumbent Democratic president. Minnesota Democratic Farm Labor Party, that's the Minnesota Democratic Party. Chairman Ken Martin said, I haven't heard from one donor that thinks this is a good idea. I don't talk to all of his donors, but I talk to a lot of donors. Well, I mean, the party chairman would. Um, He's polling, Dean Phillips is, at about 4% among potential Democratic primary voters. That's a tall number, I think. Out of the more, this from CNBC, out of the more than $10 million Phillips has raised since first running for Congress in 2018, a vast majority of contributions have come from Minnesota. During his successful 2022 reelection bid, Phillips raised around 82% of his more than $2 million in donations from in-state donors, with nearly $1.5 million coming from backers based in Minnesota, according to data from the nonpartisan organization Open Secrets. And some of those are not happy about this because it feels like a stab in the back from Dean Phillips. What a dumb, stupid thing for Dean Phillips to do. There is a bunch of stuff this evening. Lots of more ends. Now, We can take a we can take a little Trump break right now. Well, wait a minute. I got a note here from Arnold. Uh, excuse me, Robin. Could you enlighten me as to why Trump supporters keep telling me he's winning this case? I need you to clarify what's even going on. Well, we can. I mean, let's start with uh, let's start with the basics, namely. He was sued by the state of New York for defrauding the state of New York over tax valuations over the course of years. They went to court. The case was bifurcated as to uh, legal liability versus the financial penalties in the liability phase the judge sitting as as trier of both fact and law no jury in the liability phase he found uh, and an, he ruled upon a motion for summary judgment made by the attorney general's office and he ruled in the ag and the state of new york's favor Summary judgment is a legal mechanism whereby a judge, not a jury, makes a decision as to whether there are any issues of material fact or law that need to be decided. And in the summary judgment phase, Justice Ngoron ruled for the state of New York that no, in fact, there is no material issue of fact or law to be decided except at that judgment stage of the process. And so consequently, the judge, having made that finding, ruled that Trump, the Trump organization, and his two his two gits had committed fraud against the state of New York civil fraud it's not criminal, it's civil that means money and so with that uh, with that finding of fraud it moved into the penalty phase He, Arnold, he can't win this case he has already lost this case and, I mean, I'm not yelling at you I'm not being stentorian toward you He's already lost it. Now it's a matter of determining the price. And so all this testimony about overvaluation, undervaluation, all the crap that he's barking about is trying to keep the numbers down somewhere around $250 million because $250 million is the floor of what he has defrauded the state of New York of, not the ceiling. It could, depending on how the testimony breaks, uh, be measured in a billion or more dollars. And I guess, I mean, we're talking about maggots here, Arnold. Not the sharpest knives in the chandelier, you know. But they they expect that some deus ex machina will, will swing out onto the stage and save him from everything. Well, his daddy hasn't been around for a while. And he's really dumb, Trump is, about trial strategies. You know, way, way, way back when he and his uh, Klansman daddy were sued uh, under the Fair Housing Act, all he had to do was sign a consent decree saying, with the federal government saying, oh, okay, I won't do that anymore. And that would have been the end of it. But instead he spent a small fortune to go to trial and lose. And had a judgment imposed upon him, telling him not to engage in racist policies in, uh, in terms of who they uh, rented apartments to. So to say that there is any way that he can win this, well, I mean, it, 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 it stands to reason that his pettifoggers will file an appeal. And that is why Justice Ngoron has kept such a tight leash on the proceedings so that it couldn't turn into a zoo in which there will be a whole bunch of reversible error. As I've said before, judge, judges... Well, judges like to like to have they don't like to be overturned so justice Ngoron is guard is guarding every step of the way guarding his judgment and it doesn't how it doesn't matter how much alina habana 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 uh it, it babbles and brays into the microphone And there have been uh, there have been multiple moments. At one point in his testimony, uh, one of the deputy AGs, according to Law Three Hundred and Sixty Crime Reporter Stuart Bishop, said uh, Trump brings up the twenty twenty one valuation of the joint venture, but it says he wasn't really involved with it. Well, I think I think I actually screenshotted the dialogue. Uh, let's see. Yeah, there it is. Uh, uh, my dear friend Tara Devlin pointed this out. Tara of no, Tara Buster. My favorite line so far from the Trump trial today. New York attorney. Did you get copies of statements in 2021? Trump. I was so busy in the White House with China, Russia, and keeping the country. A.G., you were not the president in 2021. No, he wasn't. Not at all. He's a lost ball in high grass. Probably thinks he was. I mean, that's, that's, and there will be many of them. That's another one of those, I fooled them with the strawberries. They thought I was crazy. Um, Arnold said, I'm not the only one who was lost. I'm sure uh, in the Horn family community congregation, it's not your fault. I just don't understand the right-wing propaganda. They say he's winning and it's all a rigged sham they're idiots. They're just idiots. and they are lost they're lost in a fantasy world in which he is some sort of Ubermensch, Uberman. And this will miraculously be saved for him in the last instant. It's not going to happen. Like I said, this may not even get to the highest court in New York. It may, it may, it may die at the appellate level. The, you know, the, the intermediate appellate level. And when uh, my threshold was China, Russia, keeping our country safe, and Kevin Wallace, the attorney general, said, uh, uh, and, and just to refresh, refresh your recollection, you were not president in 2021? At which point nitwit Nero had to say, no, I wasn't. And you know that burned something fierce. So uh, Kat just responded to Ralph's uh, Mrs. Trump number four challenge and added some so we are now down to um, 925 925 Thank you so much Kat Thank you so very much indeed Um, That helps a lot Uh, because bunches of bills desperately needing paid. Uh, Flavio tells us, uh, Alina Habana, 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 Donald Trump's go-to lawyer on civil cases, got sued for being a racist and an insensitive boss. She just settled the matter out of court this month. Well, how about that? Um, she uh, quietly settled the case from a former employee who uh, said that, you know, lo and behold, Alina Habana 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 blasts rap music uh, in the office and drops that word that has all the same letters as ginger but ain't ginger. Routinely in the office. And referred to the New York Attorney General as that black bitch. Honey, you're a Syrian. I mean, you're brown folks too. Don't tell her. So at the Daily Beast they report that uh, uh, there's the typical settlement agreement that says ain't nobody going to say nothing to nobody about mm -mm." there's a non-disparagement agreement she settled uh, counsel for the parking garage did as is so often the case she settled when uh, the tapes came in Because her employee had been rolling, uh, the the recording devices had been rolling when she was doing her nasty, nastiness. In fact, she was so dead to rights that the the Lena Havana, Havana, Havana never even filed an answer to the lawsuit. Uh, the plaintiffs' counsel, uh, Jacqueline L. Tillman, said we reached a resolution, but I cannot comment on the details. Curiously, the article notes uh, Alina Havana, Havana Havana's uh, law office is uh, just a uh, hop, skip, and a jump from Nitwit Nero's bed monster. Uh, tacky-ass golf hotel. And, of course, somewhere along the way, she may wind up being a witness in the other cases against Net era. Well, that's true. Uh, it was uh, 2021. He was the president for the first 19 and a half days. That's true, Randy Radar. It, as, and and Balmer Bob noted that, too. For the record, Trump was president for 19 and a half days in 2021. Yep. But he was busy running an insurrection then, y'all. I said we were going to take a little trump break, and we are because we've, we've gotten past the um, first hour of the program. First hour of the filler roster is uh, closed or complete. So uh, let's take a little toddle over to uh, Oklahoma Stan. Uh, For those of you who participated in, say, high school athletics of some sort, you might recall being told by a coach somewhere along the way, whether it was football or volleyball or track or cross country or badminton, field hockey, what have you, at some point in time, some coach may have said to you, you know, Participating in sports builds character. <laughs> well, uh, let's uh, let's check in with Philip Coons, uh, who is a coach, a high school coach, a high school football coach, and is also the principal of Ringling, Oklahoma, High School. a little place uh, Oklahoma Bureau of Investigation uh, Bureau of Investigation uh, investigators have been going back and forth around the high school interviewing students and teachers other employees Uh, the, um, the the maniac who is the superintendent of state superintendent of education in, in Oklahoma uh, Ryan Walters and he's a real Lulu said Phil Coons of Ringland Public Schools has officially been put on paid administrative leave. That's a free vacation while an ongoing criminal investigation about the allegations and concerns brought against him is completed. We will continue to monitor the investigation as we have since the beginning and support Superintendent Ken Southward's decision. Uh, it was the school district's decision, not the state's. Well, what's all this about? Uh, even after one parent uh, went before the school board on February 13 to talk about what was worrying her, The district kept him on Um, because, yeah, well, you know, coaches just—they got to get the attention of their players, and um, well, it turns out that Coach Principal Coons was fond of using racial slurs about players and referees. The NAACP of Oklahoma issued a statement saying, Ringling School District has failed to ensure that students do not experience a hostile environment because of their race, sex, or gender identity. There's a group of current and former Ringling students who have firsthand experience with the harmful consequences of the hostile environment that will be detailed in the administrative complaint. And uh, even before he got to Ringling High School, he already had troubles, Coach Coons did. Because as a coach at Tuttle and Clinton, um, there were credible allegations that Coach Coons exposed his genitals to his Young players. Mm-hmm. Kind of hard to imagine Vince Lombardi doing that, you know. Or 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 any any of the greats, the great coaches. Now, men, we got to go out there and kick some butt today. Look at this. Oh, hey, by the way, just for the record. Coach Coons is not gay, Coach Coons is not bi, Coach Coons is not gender-curious or gender-creative or gender-diverse or gender-fluid or trans. Coach Coons is also, to the best of anybody's knowledge, not a drag queen. He's just a heterosexual white Christian, what's the word, groomer and a racist. According to the uh, allegations. Well, howdy, though. I mean, you know that if Coach Coons had been in any of those other things, the school district wouldn't have waited a second before they fired him. Yeah, but no. So, well, it's a different world. It takes. It's 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 not like it was in the days of Vince Lombardi, or Bear Bryant, or Woody Hayes, or Bo Schembechler. In the middle years of the third decade of the twenty-first century. Sometimes a coach just have to, has to wave his dingus at his players to get them all motivated and stuff. <laughs> yeah, okay, cowbell for Ralphs. And he wasn't Jim off Jordan's coach. Ralphs. <laughs> That's quality. Amelia said, Coach Coons is a racist? I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. Oh, what else? Um... Now, it, I, don't, I don't know if you, well, I, Matt in San Francisco did. We know Matt was hate-watching uh, Morning Joe this morning, our filthy morning habit. But they were practically uh, having kittens with crocheted tails this morning over two things primarily they were having a hissy over the polling data that came out over the weekend showing Nitwit, uh, Nitwit nero leading joe biden in michigan arizona nevada Uh, Like five states with the exception of Wisconsin. And that's what brought on the talk about um, the youth vote. Let's see here. Um, But I, yeah, it was. It was. uh, They they were particularly aggrieved by the uh, video of Chris Christie being booed by a bunch of maggots. Yeah, Pennsylvania was one of those states. Thanks, yeah, Lou. Thank you for reminding me. But it turns out that the that apparently uh, the New York Times <clears throat> massaged, <clears throat> the numbers to make them look even scarier. But there was no, there 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 was no, uh, getting Joe down out of the trees this morning. uh, Bless his heart. He still appears to have the capacity... To be shocked by how ugly Nitwit Nero can be and his, you know, gross um, groupies. That's Chris Christie walking out on stage. Yeah in Kissimmee, Florida, over the weekend. it
6: feels like home. Thank you all very much. What a shock You're for Trump. I'm going to fall over dead. Now look, now look, every one of those boos, every one of those catcalls, every one of those yells will not keep it, yes, sure, will not solve one problem we face in this country, will not stop and will and will not and and will not make this country better your anger your anger your anger against the truth is reprehensible
4: Well, there you go. Preach Pre- brother. Presidential Preacher. candidate Chris Christie over the weekend responding to the boos and jeers from pro-Trump crowd at the GOP Freedom Summit. The Freedom
1: Summit. They call it the Freedom they Summit. You've freedom? got a guy at the Freedom Summit. You've got a guy that they're praising in Donald Trump that has talked about terminating the Constitution. A guy who is saying he's going to arrest people just because he wants to arrest them. Said he's going to arrest General Mark Milley.
4: He loves the Six Choir. Says,
1: says he's going to arrest uh, Ty Cobb, his mm-hmm. former attorney, just because just because the Freedom Summit. Those people are jokes. Every one of them that booed are jokes. Uh. And he goes out. You're right. He goes out and he has the the people who pummeled police officers with American flags that he praises that he calls hostages. How sick, how sick do you have to be to actually go to an event and boo somebody for criticizing Donald Trump at the quote Freedom Summit? Mm -hmm. How sick do you have to be to praise a man who supports rioters who beat the hell out of cops? And led to the death of four police officers, if you ask their families, led to the death of four police officers, and yet they say they support freedom. No, it's just the opposite. They support a tyrant, Mm -hmm. a guy who's promised he wants to suspend the Constitution, and a guy who has said, I'm going to just start arresting people after I'm elected president of the United States.
4: Also found liable of being a massive fraudster. And that's what we'll go next. Well, and a judge
1: also, judge saying he's a rapist. But they, I guess that freedom to rape, is that what they support? A porn star. Do you like that? I mean, seriously, how low can you go?
4: So Donald Trump is scheduled Pretty low. to take Pretty the stand damn low. today in his $250 million New York City civil fraud trial. The former president will have to defend his actions as head of the Trump Organization and deny allegations he ordered his subordinates to falsify financial records and inflate his wealth. The New York Times reports Trump is deeply, personally enraged by this trial, and by the fact that his children have had to testify, several people who have They're spoken like with in him their 40s said, and,
1: 50s, I think. "And he
4: may not be able to restrain himself on the stand." We can't restrain he himself held anywhere. practice sessions over the weekend to prepare for today's testimony because he's so upset, I'm so angry. Joining though. us now. Well,
2: yeah, well, they were right. He could not constrain himself on the stand. He ain't going to make it. And eventually, he is going to melt down on live television, probably in Georgia, maybe in D.C. Of course, by then, he may have the plaid blanket and the wheelchair and the oatmeal dribble. I don't know. So, uh, yeah, we're uh, we're down to 925 to go, trying to get caught up with... uh, uh, Caught up with our fundraising deficit from October. Oh my God, Matt, <phone rings> Mika and Joe, Matt in San Francisco says I got money that that uh, within six months Mika will start referring to forty five as the lying, no good, stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want a boom. <laughs> What well, do you want to bet she already is, Matt? Uh, Stephen York asks, "How sick do you have to be? Is that a rhetorical question?" I don't think it's quantifiable under any uh, any set of circumstances. Uh, let's uh, let's run over to the uh, let's run over to the phones and see who we got. Hey, welcome to the program.
7: You jokester, you. <laughs> Why no good
2: motherfucker.
7: <laughs> see, that, that, see, Jehoshaphat has already broken the the, the meniscus. You he's broken the meniscus for it because he you know, he's been dropping some bombs. Yes, you
2: know? he has been. <laughs>
7: uh, how are you?
2: I'm okay. I'm okay. It was a nice weekend, quiet. I was really proud of that. I was really proud of the uh Indonesian peanut butter chicken that I made. It was really tasty.
8: Oh, yeah. That yeah. Because it had you like, know, you know.
7: Forget.
2: It ha- it had like, you know, it had ginger and lemongrass and garlic and chicken Damn, and broth you and did it right. Coconut Ooh. milk and peanut butter and
7: Mm. It's just so yummy. Part. Okay. You had that with rice. Lord, yes. Damn. Jasmine rice probably. Mm
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, naturally.
7: (laughs) And and
2: I I actually thought of you because anytime I make a chicken dish like that, I cruise right right past the chicken breast, all of that, and go straight for those boneless, skinless thighs.
7: Oh. Aren't they great?
2: They're tender, they're juicy, they're flavorful.
7: They're like the the better breast. Yes, because <laughs> they got a little fat content.
2: Mm-hmm. And it just it, it, it just it just simmered and it, it it blended in with the sauce once the sauce was thickened and oh just heaven you know and and you know cut some of the, you got to put a little sugar in and then you cut a little bit of sugar with a little bit of, a little bit of rice wine vinegar and you know boom.
7: You know. Damn, that just ate You made me hungry again. Yeah, that sounds good. I ain't lying. And, you know, mm, mm, mm. it's nice to acquire what you need to make dishes like that. You have to get things little by little, and then, you know, you have everything you need except for your fresh ingredients, you know, rice wine vinegar. um,
2: Yeah, some, some, some finely chopped scallions just kind of sprinkled over the top. Right for color,
7: and, and for color, and you know that's something I'm. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, and as as the, as our wonderful late Scott would say, this is not why I called. Um, but you know, onions are so, and are easy to grow. And just cut the tops off when they're growing, and it's amazing on top of your soup, eggs, and soup. Even if you live in an apartment, you can grow that. You know, I say the seeds. You know. Um, i I've got plants that i've i generational stuff from thirty years ago that I just keep harvesting seeds um so so Robin check this out did have you heard i i was i had tuned out of the news for a few days and I missed today I really did not know like I read in the paper that he I couldn't believe that the manleo fascist was actually going to be on a stand. And, um, but I was out and about. I didn't, I wasn't able to listen or anything. And then um, I heard on NPR, they were talking about him on, on public radio. And then, then you started talking about him. I was like, uh oh, it happened faster than I thought it was going to happen. He's not, he is definitely not going to make it. He can't make it. He cannot, he will not be able to get through this.
2: He will not. Well, I mean doesn't what happened today qualify as not as already not getting through this? <laughs>
7: yes.
2: <Yeah. laughs> I mean I don't
7: even know all that happened yet, but it, what it sounds like is like he's a, he's oh, he didn't he, he was he was sni-
2: he was sniping into the microphone, he was bi- I mean he, he he basically told off the judge.
7: Mm.
2: I mean that would have gotten if, if, a, th- if that was Todd on the stand doing that mm. you'd be in Rikers Island right
7: now. Yeah, that's. Yeah. I I don't I don't I don't, I mean maybe that's a good thing. Uh, because I I really honestly later on tonight I'll be I'm gonna recap because I just been doing yard work all day and now, I have to see this or hear it. I mean, well, I mean it, all you can do is I, read
2: about it because there's no video in that courtroom.
7: There's no video. No audio. Well, Just well someone showed Just, a clip on MSNBC, but maybe it wasn't from today.
2: No, that's when that's when he wa- walks out of the courtroom and starts running his yap. But he was running it in the courtroom, Todd.
7: You can't do that. That's what I'm saying. Well, you he can't did. Do that. Like that's that you can't. Like that's content. Like he's done. You can't do that. This is what I was saying. You have to sit there and listen to your accusers, your your former confidants, telling you, and you have to sit there and be stonewalled, stone faced, and don't say anything. You, you know, and Oscar, if he would do that, if he would do
2: that, the number would be smaller. <laughs> you know the ultimate the ultimate you know punishment judgment number would be smaller if he sat there quiet contrite hands folded on the table in front of it,
7: but Todd, he can't. Wait a minute. Did he get, did he get another judgment today?
2: Well, no, that's where this is all heading. You know, the, the, the bottom number is $250 million he's going to owe.
7: Oh, that judgment. Yeah. I mean, for the contempt. Okay.
2: Yeah. Oh. He's already out $15,000 yeah. for the contempt, uh, you know, for the, for the two, um, Sanctions for violating the gag order, but the thing is, the judge, you know, rightly said, you know, you can say anything you want to about me, and so he is, and he's saying it about Letitia James too, because he's desperate for a target, and what he really wants to have happen is to have one of his one of his uh, 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 freaks, you know, do violence. Yeah. you know, will no one rid oh, me it, of this meddlesome judge?
7: Um, I I don't I don't I do not disagree with you, and um, and it, it appears that maybe his counsel is not doing him a service. Well, they, he's going to sue that he's going to sue
2: them after the judgment comes down because see, like I, like I explained with when Arnold wrote, um. Uh, whether or not he committed fraud has already been established, and the answer is yeah. he did. He and the Trump organization and his two filthy gits committed fraud, and so did Iwanka, but Iwanka dodged. Uh, you know she she dipped out uh, as a result of the statute of limitations, and so. She's gonna testify on the eighth. She doesn't want to, but she's gonna. I'm a, I'm a am I'm a mama, and I have to, and I have school age children who are in school, and I can't line up a babysitter. And I live in Florida. But she runs businesses in New York, so she is perfectly well within the reach of the subpoena power of the court.
7: Yeah, because her name's are, her name is on those documents, like when you you sign up her an LLC and all that. Her
2: name is. And that out. and that may be one of the saving graces of all of this, because when this is over, it's been the the, the judgment has been stayed for the time being. But when this is over, neither he nor his filthy gets are going to be able to uh, legally do business in the state of New York anymore. Good. Uh, you know yeah. he can he can still run his tacky if he still has it he can run his tacky ass golf motels in Florida if he still has them, but that's the other thing. Like I said, the $250 million is the floor. The, the saving grace may be Iwanka, and they'll try to fraud some more and put everything in her name. I don't know. But that $250 million, that's the floor. And it could go up to, uh, my God, uh, it could go to 10 digits. It could be a billion dollars or more. And then he's going to have to say, I ain't got it. Right. Which is going to be a terrible blow. Because remember, the maggots, you know, so many of the maggots, Todd, are out there thinking, well, they're what's that old saying? They're, they are temporarily embarrassed millionaires, and they're going to be mm-hmm. rich like him, too, someday.
7: Right. Right.
2: And, and and so, you know, they're, they're believing this the way that people, you know, you have to believe in Tinkerbell and, and clap or Tinkerbell dies. So they're, you know, they're there.
7: That's so sad.
2: But when he says, I ain't got it, his shit's going to be put in receivership. And it will literally be auctioned on the courthouse steps.
7: Fire sale.
2: Yeah. And What's part of the reason he's happened, so upset, yeah. At, you know, it yeah, he's he's caught he's caught between the devil and the deep blue sea because on the one hand, he wants his properties to be much more highly valued because that would mean that you know, maybe he could sell off he could sell off the hotel on, on, on boardwalk and still keep his monopoly over on Kentucky, ten, Tennessee and Pennsylvania Avenue or uh, Kentucky and, and Indiana Avenues. But with them being of low value, that means it, it it may take all of it to make up the amount of the
7: disgorgement. Well see that's... That's see now you see you, you don't hear anybody you don't hear folks talking about what you just said and that see that that is part of the crux of this particular portion of these prosecutions uh, or but and, yeah you know, but but he's between he's, like he, he's
2: between pin, two pincers of his own making because well th- right. the other part of it is is if if Magaloco is worth a billion dollars. Then he's With got the a hell money. of a he's got a hell of a check to write to the assessor of Palm Beach
7: County. Right. You can't exactly you can't have it both ways. You can't inflate and deflate according to your, you know, your your convenience. And so what they're gonna do is assess all those assets uh, at what they're really at. And you know, this branding thing, I mean any any sane person, well, I mean, his brand isn't worth as much now. It's not. It never was. I mean, it was a bunch of cheap shit anyway. His his brand was tacky, fake, gold, like electroplate gold. You know, like in the seventies, a disco chain, gold, electroplated gold. Yeah, chain. my cheap earrings. That was some. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not funny. He's just. Uh, they 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 they, they
2: they they were they were sold as gold, but the electroplating wore off, and you can see the copper underneath now.
7: You know exactly what I'm talking about. I do, but you know what? They served a purpose. You know, you wore them out. You didn't get any cologne on it because that would make it turn funny colors. And... Oh boy, I, I just I don't even know what to say when I hear this, the rest of these reports. Um, holy cow! Yeah, I hope I hope he makes it where he can be on camera. I hope he makes it to Georgia because. Um, now, why do you think, why do you think, um, the beatnik, uh, the beatnik prosecutor doesn't, doesn't want cameras in the courtroom?
2: Wait, wait, who who are you talking
7: about? Jack Smith.
2: Oh, (laughs) beatnik. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I could see him with a beret and a set of bongos. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you, you went there. He
7: spent time in Amsterdam. He didn't want to leave from over there. He did not want to leave. I'm not going to give away secrets, but I don't blame him. I,
2: has he said he doesn't want candidates, or uh, doesn't want cameras?
7: Maybe I read it wrong. I, I it seems like I saw something that said he didn't want cameras in the courtroom, but I, I can't imagine why. So I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe I, I'm misreading that. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm getting older, so I will make mistakes. Um, but you know, there were a couple of questions that I, if if you have time, I'd like to ask you a few questions.
2: Okay, go ahead.
7: All right. Um, the new. Pink. The new My favorite color is as pink. As no, I'm sorry. Your, your favorite. Oh, let's start there. No. How facile. No. But.
2: Uh, <laughs> it's if I could be a um, twee, the tree that I would be would be a a a, 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 a bristlecone pine.
7: But you know what? It's fun. And I'm going off on a tangent because you know I'm tangent, man. Um, that you are. I I, it was, I, yeah, I played a game earlier today with a friend. And it, it's like just a series of cards, but there are these questions and they, they help you break the ice. It's like, you know, they make you think. You know, so it's just something out there. That anybody can make up, but, you know, uh, conversation is always good. So... Somehow along the way, somewhere, there was some report that I don't know what exact. Orinstein, there was an old reporter. His name his last name is Orenstein, Now it comes back to me. Now he said that the speaker didn't just hit. Apparently, the way the speaker disclosed his assets, he doesn't have anything. No bank account. No nothing. I didn't see that not surprising. Oh, Bob Ornstein. All right. So he's an old head. He's an old head reporter. Right? I mean, way back to like Huntley and Brinkley and shit, you know, probably was one of those, one of their mentees. Uh, yeah. And that, but see, that was fit into this paradigm. I'm really, I'm convinced that there's some foreign money that has corrupted our lawmakers. Cause between Tuberville and, and Johnson these folks are working against our country. Yeah.
2: And uh, and and, uh, and 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 he is, uh, Mullah Mike. And thanks for giving us some relief from Nitwit Nero here. Uh, he just gets creepier and creepier. That whole business of you know people want to know what my worldview is, I say open the Bible.
7: What the hell is that, folks? See, That's where off. my I'm worldview
2: a... is, what the Bible says. Which tells me that even though he's a preacher, he's either lying or he's never read the damn thing. I suspect it's the former. He's a liar, because he is, after all, a Southern Baptist. He's,
8: he's because you cannot, you, he cannot re- you
2: cannot read that filthy book and not be just abjectly horrified. I mean, you know, the story of the two daughters who decide that, lo, we will never find a husband in the in these uh, in these dismal lands. Let's get Daddy liquored up and fuck him. Lots you saw of a lot of
7: that in there, didn't you?
2: Oh, the book's filthy. It is. It's pornographic. No, no, no oh, child, wow. no child should be reading that shit. Um, it's like the. Oh, the one verse I had from a little while back. There it is. Numbers thirty-one, seventeen to eighteen. Now, therefore, kill every male among the little ones, and kill every woman that hath known man by lying with him. But all the women children that have not known a man by lying with him, keep alive for yourselves. And rape them at the number. Six, and rape them at the number six dance.
7: That's crazy.
2: But that's that that no Mullah Mike says that's his worldview.
7: See, he set himself up. Now anybody can come up to him and say, "So you said, just read the Bible. This is, is this what you believe?" Yeah, and
2: in fact, there is a clip from The West Uh-oh. Wing from way 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 back, uh, where the president is dealing with uh, a thinly veiled um, uh, stand-in for. Oh, God, who was, who was that horrid uh, advice creature uh, that was on AM radio in the 90s and the early on? Now go out and take on the day. Remember her?
7: Mm. And she gave mm. all
2: these biblical talking points. There's a scene. And
7: Not Bill Schlafly.
2: No, 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 no. Uh, she, she billed herself as Dr. Something. When she had an E, uh, she had an Ed D degree. I don't know. Sorry, I was looking for the clip and something auto-played. Dr. Laura, Dr. Laura Schlesinger.
7: Oh, her. Thank
2: you, Steve, in New York.
7: What happened to Dr. Laura? She was big when Oprah was big. She she was big for a while.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, there's there, there's the clip I want. You may remember this. I, th- I think I'll, I mean th- this may be one of the most famous clips ever from that show. No, not Delilah Emilio. I've heard Delilah. She's just sappy. Now this is Dr. Loris Lessinger. So there's some sort of reception taking place in the White House. The President walks in, and this transpires.
9: Thank you very much. Thanks a lot. I wish I could spend more than a few minutes with you, but the polls don't close in the East for another hour. and There are plenty of election results still left to falsify. (laughs) (laughs) You know, with so many people participating in the political and social debate through call-in shows, it's a good idea to be reminded every once in a while. It's a good idea to be reminded of the awesome impact, the awesome impact, I'm sorry. Uh, You're Dr. Jenna Jacobs, right? Yes, sir. It's good to have you here. Thank you. The awesome impact of the airwaves and how that translates into the furthering of our national discussions, but obviously also how it can... How it can... Forgive me, Dr. Jacobs. Uh, Are you an M.D.? A Ph.D. A Ph.D.? Yes, sir. In psychology? No, sir. Theology? No. Social work?
1: I have a PhD in English literature.
9: I'm asking because on your show people call in for advice and you go by the name Dr. Jacobs on your show and I didn't know if maybe your listeners were confused by that and assumed you had advanced training in psychology, theology or health
1: I don't believe they are confused. No, sir.
9: Good. I like your show. I like how you call homosexuality an abomination.
5: I don't say homosexuality is an abomination, Mr.
9: President. The Bible does. Yes, it does. Leviticus. 1822. Chapter and verse. I wanted to ask you a couple of questions while I had you here. I'm interested in selling my youngest daughter into slavery, a sanctioned in Exodus 21-7. She's a Georgetown sophomore, speaks fluent Italian, always cleared the table when it was her turn. What would a good price for her be? While thinking about that, can I ask another? My chief of staff, Leo McGarry, insists on working on the Sabbath. Exodus 35, 2, clearly says he should be put to death. Am I morally obligated to kill him myself, or is it okay to call the police? Here's one that's really important, because we've got a lot of sports fans in this town. Touching the skin of a dead pig makes one unclean. Leviticus 11, 7. If they promise to wear gloves, can the Washington Redskins still play football? Can Notre Dame? Can West Point? Does the whole town really have to be together to stone my brother John for planting different crops side by side? Can I burn my mother in a small family gathering for wearing garments made from two different threads? Think about those questions, would you? One last thing. While you may be mistaking this for your monthly meeting of the ignorant tight-ass club, in this building when the president stands, nobody sits. Toby. Yes, Mr. President. That's
2: how I beat him. God, I love that scene. I just do.
7: That was rude. No, what was that? That was, was that, talk, I mean, um, news radio? No, that
2: was the West Wing.
7: I missed it when you said when you prefaced it. I
2: Martin, yeah, Martin. Martin Sheen is the president, and I would dearly love—I I, honest to God, Todd—I would dearly love to see somebody, you know, some reporter actually pull up those quotes and stand there and say, "Mullah Mike, Mister Speaker, <clears throat> you've said that your worldview comes from the Bible," and then ask him those questions.
7: That's amazing! I, I can't believe you had that queued up. That's and that's exactly what I was pointing toward. You already had it. Uh, I mean, you you got a crack intern team. Yeah. Over there. Just anticipated
2: Wow! Well, you know, when you when you leave this program after your internship, uh, you can go for you can go pretty much anywhere. McDonald's, Burger King, Starbucks,
7: Aramark.
2: <laughs> Aramark! Oh my God! Yes, of course. <laughs>
7: <laughs> That's so
2: you can drive the Entman's delivery truck.
7: Hey, we'll start. No, no, that ain't too bad. Stop it. <laughs> oh boy, you're so funny. But but yeah, you know it's a shame. These people, do they think before they say things? It's like really, you really want to go there? Because all I got to do is open this book up and take your task It's just. <laughs> I I don't
2: know. We're, yeah. we're in a different place. Mullah Mike, the Bible says, and Lot was a righteous man, but he impregnated his two daughters. Are are are, are you, are you pro incest there, Mullah Mike? Are ya?
7: See see, Robin. Ne, ne,
2: and just drill are, him, there, drill him relentlessly
7: relentlessly. I mean, it never ends. You know, like, like there's a lot of like what they call, uh, dance, not dance hall reggae, but, um, traditional reggae, rub-a-dub, uh, conscious reggae. A lot of it's just drawn straight from the Bible. They don't even have to write anything. It's just straight Bible verses. Cause there's so much, it's so much material. There's so much material. Um, uh, yeah, so they're going to have a problem if, if people choose to take them to task with that. But you know, I don't know. This this guy's a little bit. I think people are finding out that he's a little. He's not up to the task. And they didn't change that rule, right? So he can be he can be out just like um, his, his 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 former person, McCarthy. You know, isn't that, isn't that is that correct? One vote, he's out. Yes.
2: And they're still dealing it, dealing with it, they, and they don't know what to make of it. Although the uh, the, the hate the, the hateful the hateful eight, the awful eight, the pirates, the mutineers, have said that uh, they might be amenable to changing it from just one. But the other end of that is okay. How about a hundred and twenty-five? No. And this would probably be a good time to remind. Everyone that this is in, in fact, the sixth day of November, 2023, and the government shuts down on November the 17th.
7: You read my mind.
2: And they are, and they are, and they are no. Uh, they, they are no closer to having a continuing resolution than they were on the day of the mutiny.
7: Look, just like just like the uh, the nation state of Israel. Wanted to finish mowing the lawn, as they say, and just be done with their their problem, with their program. Um, you know, these Republicans they, they they want they they wanted to shut the government down. That's that's their task right now, and they will succeed because it's already it's already there. They they're already, they already they don't have to do a thing. They got everything in motion. The, the train is already they're going down the track. We can't stop it. you know yeah uh, uh, Ralph,
2: Ralph's asked uh, can just anyone call for mullah Mike to be kicked out for the speaker yes one vote one person just one person one
7: per- one person and they want to keep it that way so if anybody gets out of line you're out I mean this this is this is some serious I'm telling you well Russians see right after have- yeah,
2: right right after uh, right after mullah Mike was elected you know they had that thing where they he 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 stepped back, you know, out of the room, and some others, some Republicans and a few Democrats, went with him to walk him back in. Well, that's that's when the maggots took him back there, and and uh, uh, it, it, it put his testicles in an old mayonnaise jar. Mm. And 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 stuck him and stuck him in uh, Matt Gates's refrigerator. So he's he he he's on thin ice. Any Republican speaker under that rule is on thin ice.
7: Yep. And, and look, and there's no time left. There's the working days, now, now what? What? The, work, the working days, you just said it a minute ago, because it's, it's about the working days, not calendar days, but working days.
2: Right. So that's maybe half a day today. I don't know. But tomorrow, Wednesday and Thursday. So that's the 7th, 8th and 9th. And they could be kept over on the weekend, but I, you know, it, I, I, I get my screen time. I watch my news and everything. I, I check in on various outlets. It was all nitwit, Nero goes to court today. And all weekend long, it was Gaza, 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 Gaza. And I'm not discounting right. that horror for it is. And it's like government staying open? Any, anybody paying attention? Because the goal, I'm not backing off of this, the goal is, was, and always has been to shut the government down.
7: Exactly.
2: And I think I would have seen it if they had quietly gone about the business of passing a C.R., but they haven't. Instead, instead, Mullah Mike is playing these stupid games where he'll give fourteen billion dollars worth of bombs and guns and missiles and bullets and tanks and rockets and planes and helicopters and shit to Israel, but only if it comes out of the budget, uh, the, the the budget increase for the IRS.
7: Oh, IRS. I'm glad you're two things. Well, I did want to IRS. confirm
2: for you, yes, uh, both uh, oh, Balmer Bob and uh, Ralphs confirmed that uh, – I'm sorry, Lou, rather. Lou. No. Uh, who was it? Y'all, um, uh, oh, it was Darlene. Darlene said, yes, Smith and the DOJ do not want cameras in the courtroom, probably to stay consistent with following current laws. So Todd's correct. Trump originally said yes, but now they're real quiet and filed nothing in response. I feel like I feel like the American people have a right to see this trial.
7: That's what I'm talking about. This is different. This is different.
2: Oh, and by the way, uh, working working days. Steve just looked up at the house, looked up the house calendar. Uh, there are five working days. Mm.
7: Oh. Yeah, you see, oh, fuck this.
2: No, um, no, I, I want, I want, I don't, I don't know how we would do it, but I want some, I want, I want some, I want some props. I, I want some recognition if this, if this shutdown happens, and I'm not rooting for it to happen. I would like to be wrong. But if they shut it down, I, no, really. Uh, somebody get me a new purple, purple robe with, uh, with appliqued moons and stars and "Will they kiss me in the dark, baby?" written across the front of it. Because I was all right. right.
7: You, of course you were. I mean, this, right. All right. So, this is, I mean, all right. I'm going to lay some bets down, right? The only way it's not going to shut down is that they're going to force us to take some shit that we don't want to swallow. And they're going to hold, hold us hostage over a bitter, bitter pill. And then we're going to have to make, a, you know, the, the, the same people are going to have to make a decision. Yeah. Because uh, there's a whole cadre of Americans who don't understand this. Our military right now is, is, is the military is, I, I'm only saying this, obviously I'm not in the military, but I have people in my family high up, way high up, way, like very high. And I didn't even know how rigid the shit was until, you know, they, they, they married into the family. And, you know, like, like you hear people say, well, I miss my promotion. What they're saying is that you got to go. If you miss your promotion. you got to do something else. You're going to go sell some washing machines somewhere. You know, whatever. you got to go. It's not like the regular world. It's very disruptive. You know, it's a very, the the military is very regimented. They have rules and they they can't just change the rules because Congress can't get their shit together. And who benefits from that? Russia, Iran, China, Brazil, you know, BRICS. I I don't understand how people are not seeing this by now. And, and I, I really believe this is all. A lot of this is a fallout from Citizens United. Because now it's hard to follow the money. Yeah. I mean, you
2: got me off. No, it's okay. You're tangent man. Right. <laughs> so. Well. Oh, and by, so, by the way, going but, back, going back to uh, Doctor Laura, just for a minute. Uh, I think it was Emilio who said, uh, it, it, "Didn't she tank her career?" Um, uh, yeah, yeah. Emilio said, "Didn't she kill her radio career when she repeated the uh, ginger word several times on air?" She kind of did, but she's still rich as Croesus. But. Uh, um, on August the tenth, two thousand ten, low, thirteen years ago, <laughs> uh, a black woman married to a white man called in and uh, asked because you know she wanted advice from Doctor Laura, and instead Doctor Laura went off on her and used. That word 11 times. What? Yeah. Uh, she said, you it's know, it word, t- uh, it Why'd t- you
7: marry that nigger in the first place?
2: You, you didn't have to do that.
7: I'm just trying to illustrate. Yeah,
2: well, yeah. 11 times. And she said, well, and this is, of course, a white lady. Talking about that word, well, it depends on how it's said. Black guys talking to each other seem to think it's okay. And then she said, "If you're that hypersensitive about color and don't have a sense of humor, don't marry out of your
7: race." Oh, oh God! No, oh, she did that. Now wait a minute—that's disqualifying. Oh, that is crazy. That's, oh, good. No wonder I don't hear about her anymore. She's mm. doctor. Okay, she had people duke.
2: So then, in August 2010, she ran away. She said, "I have made the decision not to do radio anymore. I want to regain my First Amendment rights. I want to be able to say what's on my mind." And then a year later, she was on Sirius XM, and she's still on the she still she's still on the air. It's just that you actually have to pay money if you're dumb enough to want to hear her. Oh, boy. But, yeah, Jack Smith uh, doesn't want cameras, and I, I, I wish I, I don't agree with him.
7: I was hoping I was making a mistake, but okay. Hmm. Not good.
2: But that that, But th- that question is going to be moot in
7: Georgia. You got that right. That's my, that's my hype, man. Yeah, oh, okay. You got that right. Yeah, right.
2: Yeah, Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
7: That's right. That's right. No, I, I, we, I was joking around. Yeah, that's friends.
2: what I need. I, 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 need, I, need a, I need a hype girl in here. That's what I need.
7: <laughs> See, I really had to explain. Obviously, you were you're in the business, and I, she, was, she was trying to tell me, like, because we you know, we want to do this show. She's like, you sometimes you can be the hype man. And I was like, that's right. That's right. She's like, that's it. That's it. I was like, that's right. That's right. <laughs> anyway, you had to be there. I get it. So, I'm sorry. No, I I was going to tell
2: you that uh, it would be kind of fun to be a reporter in that courtroom in Manhattan, i got to confess. Because even as he took the stand today, you know, we keep using the Captain Queeg reference (laughs) because it's so goddamn accurate.
7: Um, Isn't that sad? Isn't that fucking sad? That's accurate. That's the sad part.
2: Uh, Let's see. Let's find that clip too.
7: I can't wait. I can't wait. Well, I'm gonna stay up watching this shit tonight.
2: Yeah, see, it pops right up there. Captain Quiggs, Strawberries. (laughs) It pops right. (laughs) Yeah, the Kane Mutiny, 1954. Um, He was. Ten years, 10 years old or thereabouts. Okay, let's see. We've got the clip here. And if you haven't watched The Cane Mutiny before, or if you've never watched it, I, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's brilliant filmmaking.
8: Hey, Captain, did you ever turn your ship upside down in a vain search for a key that did not exist? I I don't know what lies have been sworn to in this court, but I'd like to set you straight on this matter right here and now. A key definitely did exist. May it please the court. The witness is understandably agitated by this ordeal, and I request a recess to give him a brief... I don't want a recess. I'll answer all questions right here and now. Did you conduct such a search? Yes, I did. As usual, my disloyal officers failed me, and the key couldn't be found. As a matter of actual fact, wasn't this whole fuss over a quart of strawberries? The pilfering of food in large amounts or small is one of the most serious occurrences on board ship. Yes, but didn't you learn the mess boys had eaten the strawberries and that you were conducting a search for an imaginary key? I repeat, the key was not imaginary. And I don't know anything about mess boys eating strawberries. Captain, have you no recollection of a conversation with an Ensign Harding just prior to his leaving the cane? What about it? Well, didn't Ensign Harding tell you that the mess boys ate the strawberries? All that I remember is that he was... Very grateful for his transfer. His wife was ill in the States. Captain, do you know where Ensign Harding is now? Well, i have no way of knowing. Ensign Harding is in San Diego. His wife is fully recovered. He has already been summoned and can be flown up here in three hours if necessary. Would it serve any useful purpose to have him testify? No.
7: I...
2: Here come the steel I balls. I don't
8: see any need of that. But now that I recall, he, uh... He might have said something about mess boys, and then again he might not. I questioned so many men, and uh, Harding was not the most reliable officer. I'm afraid the defense has no other recourse than to produce Ensign Harding. Now, there's no need for that. I know exactly what he'll tell you. Lies. He was no different from any other officer in the wardroom. They were all disloyal. I tried to run the ship properly with a book, but they fought me at every turn. If the crew wanted to walk around with their shirt tails hanging out, that's all right. Let them. Take the tow line. Defective equipment. No more, no less. But they encouraged the crew to go around scoffing at me and spreading wild rumors about steaming in circles and 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 then old Yellowstain. I was to blame for Lieutenant Merrick's incompetence and poor seamanship. Lieutenant Merrick was the perfect officer, but not Captain Queig. Ah, but the strawberries. That's that's where I yeah, had them. The they laughed at me and made jokes. But I proved beyond the shadow of a doubt, and with, with Geometric logic, that a duplicate key to the wardrobe icebox did exist. I'd have produced that key if they hadn't pulled the cane out of action. Uh, I know now they were only trying to protect some fellow officer and...
0: Geometric <laughs> logic. <laughs>
7: Captain Quig and his substandard seamen.
8: Naturally, I... I can only cover these things from memory... If I've left anything out, why just ask me specific questions and I'll be glad to answer them one by one.
2: Yeah. Now the reason the reason I played that, Todd <laughs> The reason I played that. Is I just happen to have the story here again. We don't get any audio because you know no no uh, no video no audio in the courtroom. But he had barely taken the stand today, Nitwit Whitnero, when he lashed out and it and and, and and as he is quoted, he he is he he went Captain Quig. It, that 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 clip we just played. Oh, that was the the officers. The, the officers were disloyal. Well, he, he quigged. I think that's a new word. He quigged on the stand today. You and every other... day, And, and, and again, he's speaking uh, to an assistant attorney general for the state of New York. Okay? He doesn't even know... And, and I, think this is, I think this is important. It, it may set up, a, it may set up some, some kind of a defense or an appeal. I don't know. He is disoriented as to time and place, Todd. He goes out there and says that he's running against Barack Obama. And it's not just a flub. It's a huge fuck-up. He's lost.
7: But well, he can't. Help, but I'm, I got to stop you, Robin. You, you have to understand. Remember the look on his face when Obama made fun of him at that press. Oh yeah,
2: conference. Oh, yeah, we yeah we went over that. And, and 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 that's and that's because he is obsessed with revenge. But when I say he's not oriented to time and place, you know, person, man, woman, camera, TV. He thinks it was an IQ test when it was a, a test that you give somebody that's slipping badly. Right. Well, he had no sooner taken the stand than he lashed out at, again, an, a deputy attorney general or an assistant attorney general, however they, however they rank it. and he thinks he's being prosecuted it's just a civil case and i mentioned that earlier because i think i think it's important for us to comprehend that it is a civil case there's no jail time involved with this there's just a, there's just the humiliation of being pay, forced to pay back money that he ripped off from the state of new york to begin with
7: that that's it that now. See, that's exactly what it is. It's it's, it's about that he that that he the, the cloak is off. There you know the facade is gone. He's laid bare for the fraudster that he is now. So everything else now melts down because it, it pulls the cloak off. You see,
2: but but when but, not- but, but, but so but when Queeg... Is telling you, oh, but he was the perfect officer, and it was all on Quig. Well, here it is. Quote: You and every other Democrat district attorney were coming after me from fifteen sides. All Democrats, all Trump haters. Weaponization. I mean, would it would it make it clear if I did it in my bad Bogart impression? You and every other yeah. Democrat. You and every other Democrat district attorney were coming after me from all 15 sides. All Democrats, all Trump haters. Weaponization. Get Queeg.
7: You you can almost hear the sweat coming out of Trump's head. He's,
2: it, the, the, the paranoia has... It, it, the spirochetes are absolutely shrieking <laughs> inside his head.
7: He's... He, he, this is going to be so fucking interesting. I don't even, he may not, you know what? They're going to have to say he's been hospitalized. I'm not going to rule that out. Now, Todd put that on the table. And, you know, it might, maybe that's a good, He he's not going to handle this shit well. He's not handling it well now. He can't, this is what, this is one motherfucking real day in court.
1: He can't do it.
2: And he's got four more. <laughs> he's got four more.
7: Good luck, baby.
2: He's got the Southern uh, the Southern District of New York, and the hush the hush money uh, the hush money criminal case. He's got Washington D.C. and Jack Smith. He's got Florida and Jack Smith. And he's got Fonnie Willis and, uh, waiting on him in, in, in Georgia. And he has to, and, and, and again, he doesn't have to be there every day for this civil trial. Generally speaking, he's going to have to be there every day for his criminal trial.
7: I even really know if you understand that. I, I guess, of course he does, I guess, maybe. He can't help himself. He knows, but he cannot, once again, he has no self-control. He's impulsive. You can, they've already told him, you don't have to be here. Don't come. But you can't make him not come because it's his trial. And they're trying to tell him, rest, relax, because you're going to have to show up in Georgia, and you will be on camera. So relax. Relax, go home, whatever, get you know, go get your dick sucked, like, you know, whatever, you know, do what you need to do. Eat, go to fast food, eat whatever. But rest your ass up, because when you go to Georgia, this is this, is the, this is the fucking World Series, bitch. You're going to be on camera. And
2: the, and Brave, and the Braves ain't going to fold on this one.
7: No. And, and they're coming for you. They what? That woman is coming for him. She got him. I mean, she got him.
2: But the maggots Seriously. don't believe it. Nope. He's somehow miraculously going to skate. Yeah, he he got asked a question earlier today about um, uh, the and the, the the deputy AG Kevin Wallace uh, was drilling down on his statement of financial condition. At which point he pouted, he he quigged again. He quigged all day long. I'm sure the judge will rule against me because he always rules against me, but this is well beyond the statute of limitations. At which point the, uh, uh, the judge said, you know, that's non-responsive. Answer the damn question. And Goran has, has, has gone so far as to tell his pettifoggers Control your client. Actually he uh, he asked it as a question, Justice Ngoron did. He looked at Chris Kys and said, Can you control your client? This is not a political rally.
7: Well, I can't wait.
2: At which point so- kais said let the former and future chief executive of the United States respond. He called him the future president of the United States. Mm,
7: mm, mm. Could be. <laughs> Could be. Yeah, I'm horrified uh, by the thought. Well, if, if you listen to C-SPAN, we're in trouble.
2: Uh, were the uh, were the unmedicated busy today?
7: Oh, were they busy? Let me. Well, you know we have we're having trouble with our pharmacies. So, there's probably a, a little glitch in the supply chain for medication. And, um, uh, I guess folks are resorting to pop off vodka. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Pla- it's, it's Gen-
2: not- generally referred to as plastic bottle
7: booze. That would be correct. I do believe. And, uh,. Yeah, so it's not looking good on that on that end. Uh, but you know, I just I, I'm just you know Jehoshaphat has been disappointing me lately. Though I don't, I don't. Let me ask you. One, well, we already talked about Johnson, and I don't, I don't want to get too personal. Maybe about Jehoshaphat, but because you know, I disagree with some of your minds. Let me let me say this. I disagree. Because I've, I've heard Joseph say this a number of times, and uh, they emphasized it this morning, and I really didn't like it. And in fact, it was in, it was it was their indirect contra- in direct uh, indirect dispute of what um, Pugnacious David had just said, which is what I maintain. Um, you know, when you look at the situation. There, there are two sides. There are two sides. And, and when Jehoshaphat every morning says, well, we gave over the keys, they give it in whatever, 16 or 2006 or whatever to, uh, to Hamas. That's very, that's a quarter truth. And see, a lot of people don't follow news like we do. And it's very unfair. He should not make that statement because that really is not true. Politically, Hamas, yes, is in charge of Gaza. But Gaza can do nothing without Israel's hand. Permission. They get no electricity. Permission. Now They're not even allowed to fucking fish. They're on the ocean. They're going to turn that place into an ocean resort. They're on the ocean. They can't even take a boat out there and fish. Because sometimes the Israelis will say, "Ah, no, not today. Why? Because we said so. I'm not making this up. And I I neglected to mention this, and I really want to come here, but I I, I mean, go to this. But I think maybe people don't understand. It's not just Todd saying this. You see, Israel's all messed up politically like we are. Because Netanyahu only got there by hook and crook. Like, you remember what happened with McCarthy? It was 10, I said this earlier, but it was worse. It was 10 times worse. They had, like, almost changed everything so he could be in charge. It was, I follow it, I follow it. And, and so he really shouldn't have been there in the fucking first place. But the Likud party is, is a trash anyway. I mean, they're just the fucking right-wing crazy people. You know, they want it all their way or nothing. And, and it's a problem. But you see, back, back to this, they could see Israel controls anything that makes life sustainable. Go, comes to Israel, right? The electricity, fresh water, medications, building supplies, anything, food. So when when he says that, that's not really true. And it is true that that the terrorist organization probably and they do siphon off stuff off the top. But you got to. Well, understand sure, they're crooks. They're crooks. And see, this is how we have to look. It's a huge concentration. And See, this is the thing. Now, I, I'm sick of this shit. You got to call it what it is. It's checking. Do you know what another report that some of those people who they released as, uh, when they released after the bombing, they they were tagged on their ankles with numbers and they were told to walk home to Gaza. So we're checking a whole lot of boxes here. We got a concentration camp where, where everything is controlled food, water, medicine. Building supplies, anything to sustain access
2: life. Access to – a digital access to the outside world?
7: Digital – well, they, they don't want you to see. Exactly. They don't want you to see what they're doing.
2: And, you know, that sounds and, – and I'm just going to say it because I think we both know it. That sounds paranoid as hell to say, oh, they don't want you to see it because, you know, that, that, that's the kind of shit that the cue balls say.
7: But, but that's what they're but doing. In, but now. in
2: this case, it's real. I mean, the the weird shit that happened, like MSNBC taking all of its uh, 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 Arabic slash Muslim uh, hosts off the air for a while. Gone. I mean, what was that? Or and and you know, I know you're I know you're an Eagles fan. So I saw a story earlier today that this wealthy. Donor to former donor, uh, to uh, Democratic candidates and causes. Uh, he's from South Jersey, guy named mm-hmm. Norcross, uh, is threatening to sue the Eagles and the NFL. Do you see this one? Mm-mm. Well, this guy was a fixer, uh, player in New Jersey state politics, hobnobbed with, you know, all and son, and so he, uh, but he shows up and he's a bit his his. Apparently, he throws these legendary pregame tailgates at Eagles games,
8: mm-hmm.
2: and he's got a luxury box, of course. And he hung a banner from his luxury box that was a combination of the Israeli flag and the American flag. Mm-hmm. And the Eagles have stadium rules that say you can't hang any banners that are offensive or inappropriate or, you know, Mm -hmm. you you know, you know, you know, the kind of language. Right. And so security showed up and said, you can't have that. You know, that they, they ban flags. Generally, you know, we it's got not Ameri- that
7: kind of stadium. Did you see the game? I mean, it, 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 it's not even just about that. It's about the aesthetic. That, that's not what they want.
2: I mean, they got a flag and everybody sings to it at the beginning of the game. Cool. You know, whatever. Put it up. And, right. and, and, you know, uh, sports teams in other countries are like, why do y'all do this? It's a game. Mm-hmm. But, you know, <laughs> a lot of the rest of the world views the united states as a as not that dissimilar to iran you know with our with our uh, with our god bothering fixation you know instead of instead of instead of quietly going about the business of praying for peace and health and tranquility and love and no you know, we 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 you know a, a significant portion of this country Shows up in the pews every Sunday, uh, praying to their bloodthirsty deity to smite somebody. But anyway, so they came and they told him to take it down. He was a prick about it, and then they said, "Okay, you gotta go." I mean, this this Philly, okay? You gotta go. And so there's video. (laughs) There there there's 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 video of him being escorted out. Of his luxury box at the stadium. And so now he's running around throwing a temper tantrum. I'll sue. I'll sue. My First Amendment rights have been violated.
7: Oh. It's like, shut up. How, f- how recent is this? Yesterday. Get out of here. Isn't that something? Ain't like that some Donald shit? Game. Wow. You know, yeah, yeah, I mean, people just want to have fun. I mean, you know, it, religion, uh, you know, well, I'm, I'm not preaching at all, but I'm just saying that uh, I, I will never forget what my father said to me at one point. I was like, well, how come you're not coming to church with us? He's like, you know what? He said to me, religion causes so much prob- so much problem. It's just so problematic he said, I don't just, I just don't have a stomach for it anymore. And, um, I didn't, I, you know, I was like, okay. And I was an alkalite, you know, I'm up on an altar and everything. But now I see, you see, I think people, people maybe keep your religion to yourself. Like don't make a big deal. Nobody gives a fuck who, you know, it's not anybody else's business. But then when you have a whole nation state based on a religion, that could be a problem, and especially when that religion maybe has tenets of supremacy attached to it. That could be a problem. Well and, and the,
2: the, the further problem, Todd, is the fact that, you know, people like Mullah Mike and the and the evil evangelicals generally, you know, they want their freedom to worship as they see fit, and I agree that they should have it. But right. not only that, they insist upon the right to try to compel the rest of us to share in their weird delusions.
7: Well, that's where you fucked up.
2: And they insist that that's it is you. that it is somehow religious persecution to tell them to leave us the fuck alone.
7: Well, that's what they don't get. You see, they, they don't – and they don't understand they have – there's some kind of prism, some kind of weird lens over their eyes. They don't even see how they operate. They swear that it's like, oh, it's just, we just want to do what we want to do. But if you don't do what they want, you're a problem. You're a problem. But I thought you just said I could do what I wanted to do. Yeah, that's what I said. But, you know, but you need to do this. But no, that's not what you said. Well, but you still need. Why? Because I have guns and liquor and I'll shoot you. That's why. See, that's where we are now. Right. I, I mean I'm in a it's really sad. It's like who, who, you know who who says you could tell us what to do? Do do what you want to do. That's the whole point of America. You know, keep your religion and your your uh you can be a clansman all you want, but don't bring it to work. It's, it but you can be a clansman but don't get upset when people call you names and things. But it is America, and that's what makes it and see the beauty of America is that we had a capacity to be better. you know we have we have uh, we have amendments to our constitution. You know anyone always talking about the Constitution, well, you know uh, that's a mouthful. but uh go, going back to the Lincoln financial field. I, I, in fact, if you look at that, because, I mean, the game yesterday, it was beautiful. Oh, that was that was one of the best football games ever, by the way. Eagles-Cowboys yesterday. That game was back. And you didn't know who was going to win. It was just a great game. It was a great game. Uh, but e- it's e- is e- a new e- Eagles enough.
2: come out on top?
7: Absolutely. I mean, yes, they did. And, uh. Yeah, we, we, we can't, we know how to win. We have, see, we, we know how to come from every which way, make it work. Oh, wait to see the replays. Oh my God. It's some of the best tackles of the week. Holy cow. Are you kidding me? Mm, God, that was a good game. Um, but, but to see, I can't, you like, when you look at that stadium, it's made for TV. The angles you could see, and they put it up on the jumbotron. Everybody can see, like when the breast made bad calls, it was like oh. In
6: conclusion. oh,
7: we see it. And uh, if so, a flag, you know, hanging. Out, it, I don't care how much money you have, you know, keep, keep it to yourself. I mean, it doesn't even look appropriate. Is my point that look that would look tacky, no matter who, what flag it is, you know, it would just yeah. And they, know, and, they and, and, and let's
2: be clear. Uh, stadium staff would have done the same thing if it was a Palestinian flag.
7: Well, yeah. What when, when you look at at this stadium? I'm like I'm saying, like like uh, Citizens Bank Park where the Phillies play, and right across the street, uh, you know Lincoln Financial Field. They're real parks. Like you know, South Philly. It's spread out. That was there was you know they cleared out a bunch of land to make those places. It it is beautiful. If you, I mean, it is really like it. It's massive. Like, when you drive by a 95 and you go in there, it's just nice.
2: Um, oh, I, I remember looking – I, I remember being southbound and looking off to the – it's like, wow, that's that's gorgeous.
7: Is <laughs> it? I mean – And it, it should be because it, because almost, it
2: probably cost the people, of, the people of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania a
7: pretty penny. Oh, yeah. we You know, they get tax breaks and all that. Right. But, uh, yeah, well, that's the way – that's the game. Um. But yeah, so I don't know what he's complaining about. You know, it's, it's not appropriate. So I, have, I wait a minute. I have um. Excuse me. Um. You know what is sad is that like people are complaining about the IRS, and I think they forgot that that during the Trump administration, they've you know their administration they fired a bunch of IRS workers. Um, so I'm not sure, you know, the absorption. Are we just getting back to where we were, or are we going to be ahead? I don't know.
2: Well, the thing is, the whole IRS freakout that the the maggots had was a bit, the money is not going to hire new IRS agents to go over every jot and tittle of an in, of of a of, 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 of tax return. Oh uh-huh. yeah, the, these are monies to bring in more staff, more. You know, more support people, um, maybe upgrade, you know, upgrade digital infrastructure and things like that. And, of course, you know, they hate it. Uh, by the way, I got a note from uh, Reverbo, the human man, who said, mm-hmm. and, he, and, and by the way, Reverbo really enjoys your calls. The beauty of oh, the of United course. States is that in order to tolerate just about everything, we also tolerate idiots. And, and, and there's truth in that. But the problem is you run across uh, Karl Popper's paradox. Namely, if a tolerant society also tolerates the intolerant, the intolerant will eventually overcome the tolerant. Yeah. And the tolerance will all go away. And that the only I, yeah. way to maintain civil society, according to Karl Popper, is to retain the right to be intolerant of intolerance. I mean, it kind of makes your head hurt. Oh, and by the way, uh, I, 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 Jude just Jude I, just shared something with us that I think is quite profound, and Jude is often like quite Jude. profound. Um Rereading aspect of Fromm's writing specifically, The Anatomy of Human Destructiveness, I'd say it's a reality many of us must visit again. There was an affirmation and awakening that seemed to draw me. Page 50, uh, chapter on, The Instinctivists. Freud is brought in on the energy of resistance with the unconscious working at defending against the attempt to make it conscious self-realization, etc. And Fromm writes, quote, its effect is one of increased energy because energy is freedom from the task of upholding repressions thus the more man is in touch with his inner reality the more he is awake and free Jude says finally found others on this page housing such an acute awareness of energy millions in the MAGA cult movement appear to have severe blockage occurring history Mm. of something that has severely damaged them Mm. hmm hmm and 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 who knows what that is?
7: Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to hum over. Oh no no that, no, that, that, was, that, it was clicking. Which yeah, you, that, that makes sense. It's like was, what there's something. That they, how can that their perception is, is blocked? Their, their perception is blocked. Something's
2: going on. Well, they. Are, I think I think they're consumed by the uh, the diet of confirmation bias that he provides them. The license that he provides them. Uh, to hate whomever they hate because he hates them, too, and he's rich and he's smart. Remember, Donald Trump is what a dumb person thinks a smart person sounds like. And Jude adds, Todd's father's question on going to church, one of my uncles who lived in Vancouver, B.C., where my mother was born, answered the same question I posed him as an 11-year-old. On a Sunday morning, uh, getting, uh, getting ready for Mass, I asked him as he sits at the kitchen table... Uncle Jack, how come you don't come with us to Mass? I go to the round church. He said, I asked what? The round church. That way the <laughs> devil can't get me into a corner. <laughs> Great memory of my uncle. Thank you, Todd, for the connection. Thank you, Jude. That was sweet. And uh, I hate to mention it, but, you know, we're at 925, trying to get caught up with, uh, so that means that uh, we are unfunded for today. For Friday, I was gone Wednesday and Thursday. We're unfunded for Tuesday and working on Monday. So that's, you know, that's well back into October. And and I'm not kidding when I say there are bills that desperately
7: need paid. Um, I believe that. You're out of town.
2: Um, you know, either shit already off or being turned off. And I'm not proud to say that. I mean, I, I wish, I, I wish I could, you know, but it's, it's an, unfa- it's an un- unpleasant fact of our survival. Um, it's, it's just how this goes. Uh, this is funny. Theo wrote in Todd and said, "Ah, but the strawberries." Hey, Robin. Hey, Todd, uh, Theo. I found out from writer Joe Hyams' work that after the Cane Mutiny was released to acclaim. Several friends of Bogey planted pairs of steel ball bearings in every nook and storage space on his beloved sailboat, the Santana. And it took an irate Bogey quite a while to hunt them all down. He became, one might say, almost obsessed, as obsessed as Captain Quig. That's funny. That's very funny. Where are the damn ball bearings? I hid the ball bearings all over my boat.
7: <laughs> you- You know what, you know what, uh, I'm gonna let you, um, I'm gonna let you. I, you know what, I'm not gonna say that. This is what people say when they're doing something. So I'm, I'm gonna hang up soon. And, but what I wanna say, because it's hard, you know, you, uh, folks, uh, you know what, dude, your, your, your program, man, this is really something. It's been an evolution and, um, you know, you you should be proud of yourself. I would think. Yeah, I stay pretty humble.
2: I've, I'm sorry. I said I stay pretty humble.
7: Well, people are listening. People, people. You know, certain certain people are listening. If you know what I mean, and um, and it's a good thing because uh, certain people need to know. You know what. You know regular folks are thinking and talking about you know? so they, it's easy to get lost you know what I mean in, in your little milieu you don't know what's going on but so so here's a little funny now uh, judge Engeron I'm thinking he's Turkish I don't know but that that sounds like a Turkish name to me I don't know why but not that it matters but uh, you know what At some point, what are these judges? You know, they're all of a certain age. They've watched movies. You know, they're not stupid. They're going to say, shut the fuck up, Donnie. (laughs) You're out of your depth. (laughs) Uh, No, I
2: I pray. I don't pray. I pray for that day.
7: (laughs) Just... I mean, that's the Scott. That's Scott. <laughs> Shuts the
2: Scott. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. You're out of your depth. Yeah. You know, I, I'm I'm glad. Uh, I don't mean to keep you on here too much longer, but we're nearing the end of the program. And uh, there was a story that probably nobody else has heard about. Maybe some of you have. Mm-hmm. I know some of you have because you contacted me about it. This is the story. Todd of somebody you and most people have never ever even heard about uh, his name was F.L. Bubba Copeland and he was the mayor of a teeny tiny town near Auburn in Lee County Alabama uh, the name of the town was is Smith's Station and back in 2019 it damn near got blown off the map by a couple of F4 tornadoes. Uh, Bubba Copeland was was the mayor at that time, and he busted his ass to bring that town back from splinters to actually being a town again. With all the trauma that comes with something, and I've seen towns flattened by tornadoes, and it's horrible. Um, he was also the pastor of the Phoenix City, and they misspelled it, of course, P-H-E-N-I-X, Phoenix City, Alabama Baptist Church. And he was a Republican. You'll notice the past tense. But F.L. Bubba Copeland had a deep dark secret. He was a big guy, but he may not have been a guy at all. Because I happened to know, and and, and I got sick at my heart Saturday morning when I woke up and saw this story. Hmm. He may not have been a guy at all because I interacted with him as a woman named Brittany. Hmm on uh, one of the Reddits for um, trans people. Wow. And every time she posted a picture, she was absolutely beaming with happiness, smiling, joyful. And she's dead now. Mm-hmm. She is dead because a right-wing website run by a guy who used to work for that, uh, that, that web outfit that rhymes with light and fart dug around on Bubba, I prefer to think of her as Brittany, went digging around and then outed. Confronted him about the fact that at the very least he was a crossdresser, perhaps with leaning sort of It took all that energy to do that for real. Hold on, and probably was actually a transgender woman who couldn't bring herself to say it because, like I said, she was a Republican, and Alabama is Alabama is just such a virulent, toxic. Poisonous swamp of, of, of Christian love, i.e., hatred, that it did not matter the good works that they had done as mayor and as apparently a pretty non judgmental preacher. He wasn't a Southern Baptist preacher, uh, instead, it was the Baptist Federation. They had signs, you know, you know, like the little message signs that church have churches have. They'd had one out uh, in the in the last years of the last decade that said all said simply all are welcome. And we know I don't go in I don't I don't go in for the, the religious stuff, but I do I, res, I respect someone who lives their Christianity a hell of a lot more than I uh, than I suspect somebody uh, respect someone like Mullah Mike Johnson. And I'm sure Mullah Mike Johnson is just fine with Bubba Copeland being dead. Because what happened, Todd, is this 1819 news website, this right-wing cesspit, outed him. He gave them an interview and said, yeah, I've done it for years. My wife knows about it. They had three children together, three adolescent kids. Mm. And he said, my wife knows it's just a little fun. It's something I've done for years to relieve stress. And you know what? I believe that wholeheartedly. Because walking walking around with a head full of gender dysphoria is really fucking stressful. And so 1819 Mm -hmm. News hounded him and outed him and wrote story after story after story about him or her. and eventually called for a wellness check on him. They basically, I think they swatted him is what they did. And so the sheriff's deputy uh, followed him until F.L. Bubba Copeland, mayor of Smith Station, Alabama, got out of, stopped his car, got out of his car, reached in his pocket, pulled out a pistol, and blew his brains out in front of the sheriff's deputy.
7: What? Wait a minute. No, I mean I was following you until I. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. You got to. I, I. I. I'm not understanding what you just said. No, I'm not. No, you go back to all right. Pursuing. Please. Uh. Okay. Law enforcement. It, okay. No, I'm serious.
2: And and well and, and on the and and the re. I mean it. Uh... <laughs> Mayor Copeland is being treated as a man in the press because, God forbid, Alabama should recognize the existence of a decent human being who also happened to be a transgender woman. She was a big girl. And at one point in time, she said, I've never been a handsome man, and I'm not going to be and I'm not a good looking woman, but I can be happy.
7: That could have been you. It was me.
2: When I finally came to terms with who I am, I figured I would just be an ugly old woman. But it beat the living hell out of the alternative, which was being dead. And so they published all these stories on him. And 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 there are right-wing outfits running around saying, well, of course 1819 News did the right thing. He was a public figure. We had a right to know. But how many stories have I had in the last year, hell, the last month, about some creepy-ass youth pastor fucking children in a Baptist church that 1819 News never reported on? He didn't deserve to be outed. It, it You know... We've actually had this conversation on this air about outing people who are hypocritical about who they are. You know, who vote on introduced bills or vote uh, vote in favor of legislation that harms the LGBTQ community. Those fuckers deserve it. And a lot of the times they'll hurt themselves. They'll out themselves. Like the pastor at the First Baptist Church of Montgomery, Alabama, a guy named Aldridge, who years ago, well, his wife was went on vacation to see her folks in North Carolina. This guy was a big-time Southern Baptist preacher. He was bosom buddies with Jerry Falwell. And when the wife got home, uh, she found her good, God-fearing, upstanding, Bible-believing, Christ-centered, evangelical, fundamentalist, homosexual Southern Baptist pastor Christian husband. Dressed up like a goose, wearing two wetsuits, with a dildo in his ass and one in his mouth. And dead. The closet is a dangerous and deadly place. I lived in fear. This story really, really got to me. Matt in San Francisco's uh, subject line, Bubba. Oh, Roxanne, this story broke my heart when I read it. Uh, It did me too. I cried. because that could have been me, but it was him or her. I prefer to think of her as her, because that's how I knew her. You know, I'd like, I'd like her posts, her pictures, because there's nothing quite like seeing someone experience their authenticity and feel a little bit of joy in life, especially in a circumstance like that. It never affected her fantastic performance as the mayor, the Republican mayor of that small town, and that's another part of this, Todd. We, I, feature stories on this program of Republicans getting caught in their hypocrisy and their criminality and their perversity. And we don't feel bad about it. And some people on our side uh, jumped all over and went, wow, they deserved it, because there was a photograph of him talking to Donald Trump after those tornadoes had ripped through his town, and Trump showed up for some free publicity. Well. Yeah. But, well, he was a maggot. Fuck him. But again, there is no evidence to suggest that they were in any ways hypocritical about who they are or were. And that eighteen nineteen news outfit killed that poor soul. As sure as if they had held the gun and pulled the trigger that blew their brains out.
7: But they're snakes. just like Trump said he was he told the snake story on at least two or three occasions. Oh hundreds. You knew I was a snake. these are the same people who cheered like let him die, let him die. Remember that It was the Tea Party people right they, they talk about the Democrats are persecuting trump. It's his own the people it's it's Republicans It's people he trusted that's what's going to that's why he cannot compose himself. There's snakes in the pit they're like rats rats. Don't you remember when we were little? They always taught like, okay, uh, guinea pigs and, and mice and stuff. You, can, you know, once they have babies, you got to take the—I don't know—the mother or father. One of them you have to take away because they'll eat them. They'll eat them, right? Yeah. That, that's what we're dealing with. That's exactly what we're dealing with. We're dealing with projection on every level, every to, to depravity. So I, I mean, seriously, this is disturbing. Like, how? I mean, all all you said, all this stuff. Now, a, a lot of this, all, all these things we're talking about tonight, as a matter of fact, all relate to abuse. I can I can make a case for that, like I did some weeks ago. Whatever you know, when I you know had something to say, because you know, the layperson doesn't understand. I mean, they hear it, but it make I, I know it sound. It sounds terrible when I say it like that, but it's true. That there's something to that uh, phrase when they say, "Well, abuse doesn't stop just when the abuse stops," and it doesn't. But and we all understand that, like psychologically, but what what the researchers now are finding out is that it gets into your DNA. I have no idea how that works. Don't ask me, but there's evidence. You see, and th- we're just dealing with a whole lot of, of, of bad behavior, sociopathy to, to the you know to the extent where it's just bleeding into the whole. Because we can all feel all this misery now in the ether, all this death. Everyone can feel it's so much death now in the ether. We can all feel it—death and destruction and depravity. Because frankly, what you're talking about, you know, with, with folks who are dealing with, uh, how they want how they, how they should be presented, how they present themselves, who they really are—you know—that's a highly personal issue. I mean, do these people ever, ever, ever like step back and think, well, maybe they're serious. Who, like, otherwise, why would they go through all this? You know. But see, these folks are so unreflective; they they're not even that cognizant to even even contemplate that. You see, and that's a problem.
2: Am I it, making any sense here? Yeah, it, it it's just. I mean, I'm sorry, I'm sort of reduced to wordlessness. I'm crushed. Because, like I said, you know, the the mortal fear of having someone find out your horrid secret is enough to die
7: over. If you don't like it, don't with one. It's not that hard. That means that they're, see they're, that means they have a problem. Well, obviously have a problem.
2: And apparently, the paranoia is running rampant in Smith Station, Alabama. Now that, and they're 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 just sure that the liberals are going to attack us and burn
7: our town down.
2: Oh God,
7: that sounds like the zombie shit. Oh God, please come on.
2: And uh, uh, John in Central PA, subject line: Mayor Copeland. The beast behind Copeland's harassment and subsequent murder is a guy named Craig Monger. Uh-huh. I'm not sure where he lives, though. I'll find out and let you know. Maybe someone can pay Craigie boy a little visit. I oh, mean, there's young boy, John. And the, and the, Wait and the, a minute, and the, young and boy, John. And, there's another, and there's another guy named Jeff Poor, P-O-O-R. They're, they're both with that, fil- that, that, that filthy right-wing outfit, you know, you got your scoop, boys. Are you happy? You killed a man
7: or a woman. I mean, what you said is like a movie. It sounds like, like one of those uh, B movies from the 70s. You know what I mean? Like, like the Klansmen or some shit like that. It was like, I'm going to take the law in my own hands.
2: But there was no law to take. There was no law broken.
7: It, it, well, never mind.
2: You know, Cynthia just uh-huh. sent a note and said, I saw that story, too. And I wish I could have run interference for her and talked her into living instead, if only. If she had reached out on that, that one particular subreddit, uh, I, I think I think every girl in there would have stood up for her and said, "Honey, we'll we'll we'll, <laughs> we'll kick him, we'll, we'll we'll trip him, and then kick him." And and to this and and as last I checked at filthy website, there's still no reference. To the aftermath of their outing, and they oh, will, like and they, never, they, and, like, and, they, they yeah, and, and they will of course hide behind the First Amendment. We had a right to push to push that person to suicide. And like I said, she's a sheet of me because that's how I knew her. Right. And it's just so horrible. Who is Craig Monger? Um, thank you, Ralps. Uh, he's a... Uh,
7: he's a monger.
2: Well, he's an animal. He's, he's one... You know, and it reminds me of a poem that, that Jude sent along a while back. The title of it is, There Are Men Too Gentle to Live Among Wolves. Who mm. There are men too gentle to live among wolves who toss them like a lost and wounded dove. Such gentle men are lonely in a merchant's world unless they have a gentle one to love. And she may not have been a man at all. But this is this is what happens when you have a frenzy of ignorant bigots howling for blood i'm sure that ben dry little benny drywife shapiro did a little uh, dance of joy and the giggling still probably hasn't died down for matt dysphoria beard walsh mm-hmm. who has said he would kill one of his children if they came out trans or gay it's just it's 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 horrid and 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 nothing will happen. Nothing will happen to Craig Monger or Jeff Poor. No consequences. Richly does yeah. Uh, she went by Brittany Blair Summerlin, and apparently, yeah, uh, you know, not that not that this is not that this is a determinant. But her wife knew. Well, that's, that's, what, that's what got me. When the you, when you she, read that. The clothes she posted for photos in were her wife's clothes.
7: Yeah.
2: They had it's like, you a know happy what? If marriage. It,
7: if his wife is cool with it, it's not your I mean, it's not your business anyway. But, I mean, my goodness. But.
2: And the fact that he yeah. was graceful enough and honest enough, as in his male persona, to give those fuckers a, a an interview and say yeah that's me i've done it since i was a teenager that's a sign that's a, that's a sign and, and 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 she could have she could have come out she could have lived happily she wouldn't have had a political career that probably would have thrown her out of her pulpit but if she was but if she was a good preacher there would have been a church with a door open for her And she might have gone. And from what I can tell, you know, she was one of those people who who preaches that Matthew twenty five stuff: heal the sick, clothe the naked, feed the hungry, house the homeless, visit the people in cages.
0: Hmm.
2: And and you know, I I wish this had some sort of an ending, like a, a, a Twain story, like the man who corrupted Hadleyburg. Where the where where the town went from having the 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 town motto of lead us not into temptation, but rather changed the motto afterward to lead us into temptation. And I hope every, and, and, and I frankly hope that everyone who had a shitty word to say, uh, it's too much to hope that they would be shunned in their Alabama community because that is Alabama. That is the maggot South. That's any maggot state. And oh I thank oh my God, Joan, thank you so much. Joan just jumped in and lo and behold, uh, we've knocked down an entire day uh, we've now knocked down an entire day of broadcasting from last we, we're clear for last Monday. that's a Thank you Joan. Joan thank you so much.
7: Thank Joan, you. see you're amazing.
2: Oh. And TJ. TJ jumped in from Des Moines and said, uh, because going back to what you said about shut the fuck up Donnie, okay, I want to do a shut the fuck up Donnie challenge. 50 bucks. I'll match it. And so we can get started on Tuesday. (laughs) Shut the fuck up, Donnie. But I I didn't want this program to end without telling her story. That's that's crazy. Because it's it's like. it's like the end of death of a salesman when the woman closes it, Willie Loman's wife, saying, attention must be paid. I mean, that, that, that is a tragedy. I mean, this is Awful. Uh, Cynthia says, "I'm sure the outing bastards think they sealed their place in heaven right next to Jesus with the, their bigotry." And yes, I had <laughs> Cynthia. I, I know. Cynthia says, "I had more than my fair share of fear over being outed before I was ready. I probably would have blown, blown I probably would have blown my brains out too. Now, of course, I'd rather scream in the faces of the bigoted bastards. They mean less to me than the pond scum, assholes." Yeah, but there probably yeah. won't. But there probably won't be any sort of consequences for Chris Monger or Jeff Poor.
7: No, we're moving fascist quick. Uh, yeah, we're, you know, we're we're moving in a fascist uh, direction, and I mean, unless you live, I guess you know, it's, I don't know what to say. Except if you're different, you better watch your back because, uh, you know, they are coming for every. I mean, it's just, you know, it's ridiculous. And, and, you know, you mentioned something about Phoenix. Now, I wanted to ask you because, you know, you know a little bit about Alabama. Um, Phoenix City, i it seems like I read where that was like a, a den of vice and all kinds of crazy shit. Uh, might have been Phoenix at one City. point
2: right now what it is is it's the heart of the uh, the lake district down in southeast Alabama, and uh, there are multimillionaires buying multi gajillionaire second or third homes and it, it's beautiful and uh, Phoenix City is and Dothan. Are all down in that general, and, and of course Auburn. Mmm. But yeah, they misspelled. So, wait a it. They, they misspelled it. P h p h e n i x, no o. Phoenix.
7: Yeah, but was it like a gambling den back in the day? Like
2: there was um, a lot of vice
7: their- I, I I don't
2: I don't know. I mean, uh, get in in a certain time period in the South, you couldn't turn over a rock without hitting a member of the Dixie Mafia. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. I mean, you, re- you remember, you remember, you remember the, uh, the the thugs and criminals in Walking Tall. Yeah. Joe Don Baker. All it. I mean, that was the, yeah. that was the Southern Mafia. And they were some okay. mean sons of bitches. All right. Human trafficking, yeah. prostitution, drugs, uh, illicit booze. You know. The I lurks. think they're still around.
7: Yeah, it's still around. It's all different, but it's still around. But um, I just, I don't know. There, there's a movie on TCM called Phoenix City. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Turner, man. So, you uh, know. But, you know, I just, just hate. I, I just don't understand it. It's like, okay, you don't like how someone else is living or, how, you know, what they're doing. Just so don't bother with it. It's not that hard.
2: Yeah. It was her smile that got to me. She was happy.
7: Well, you know what it, the uh, the contributions are on their way. I can feel it. And
2: uh, uh, Joan, Joan just bit, uh, did a did a magnificent thing. She uh, she got us down to uh, oh, goodness. Um, 675. Oh, so that's you know that's huge. That is. And TJ's TJ's challenge is there, and that would get us down to 575. And that would mean we were cleared with the, the cleared of the backlog from uh, October. We're, and and you and, know and you know all of all of this all of this just kind of preyed on me because Todd, uh, nine days from now, will be. Uh, the Trance Day of Remembrance. <laughs> oh, no. And, really, you know, last year, okay. last year, the list was put together. And before we could even get to the day, the Club Q massacre happened. And we had to add more names. And here it is a year later. And we've got another name to add to the list. You know, because one of the rules, and, and like I said, she identified as a transgender woman on Reddit. And if somebody tells you, and, 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 you know, the rule is, you know, even if it's fucking Caitlyn Jenner or mm. Blair White or any of the other horrid pick-me-girls, if they say they're trans, they're trans. Mm. And you don't question it. So, you know what I'm, I'm so, noticing. So she, I don't know about anybody. Her, her, though, na- her name, but, will, but. her name, it better by God be on the list. And we need some damn. Well, we damn well need some righteous fury to go with it all.
7: I'm I'm seeing some tension, Robin, uh, because you know more people like you are are more vocal and like, no, we're not having this bullshit anymore. You know, you can't you know persecute us. Uh, then there's more persecution, but then on the other end, like even here in deep South, I'm seeing people that are, you know, to me are obviously coming out maybe to some of these other people that don't see it, but I can see, you know, cause I know what to look for. And, uh, and I'm happy for them, you know, cause, uh, life is short. You be who you know. Be my God, life is so short. Yeah,
2: and I wish, I wish, I wish she would have given people the opportunity to run interference her, just like Cynthia said.
7: Hmm. It's sad, isn't it? I mean, it, it, it's just—it's oh, it, unnecessary. It, it broke me. It was murder. When you said, with the, when, when, when you got to the point where you pulled out, I was like, damn, really? Like, damn. How? I don't even, like, I can't, I can't. It's hard for me to get beyond that. That's some crazy shit. That like, once again, that's some crazy, that's like a movie. That's some crazy shit. It's awful. But, uh, it's they're awful. Nazis. They're, we have a Nazi problem. They're Nazis. It's like, it's their way to the highway. Period, authoritarian Nazi people, and um, I hope I hope they're you know they're they're at their apex, at their zenith, and, and then, you know that's what I hope, because that's what I hope because it's too much, man. We got enough to deal with. You know, this is this is just made up, this is just bullshit, man. Let people live, man. What the fuck? You can't change what people are. That's so stupid. Why would you think you could change who someone else is? That alone, that that, that shows me you don't even know how fucking people work. You know. <laughs> well, we have a lot of work to do, I suppose.
8: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, we do. And in uh, Pennsylvania and in Kentucky, Mm -hmm. and in Ohio, and in Virginia, and in Mississippi tomorrow. Decent people have a lot of work to do. Virginians will decide whether or not uh, they want uh, Virginia women to remain uh, full citizens of the Commonwealth, because if the Virginia House goes entirely Republican and the Virginia Senate goes Republican, uh, Glenn Youngkin will turn into... A less obnoxious monkey up to Klantis. And <laughs> And they will eliminate, and the Republicans will eliminate legal weed in Virginia because, you know, the devil's Terbaki.
7: Oh, shit.
2: And in Ohio, voters will also decide there whether uh, women will have full citizenship and, in, and and enshrine the right to reproductive care. In the Ohio Constitution. In Virginia, uh, another outing, we talked about it some weeks ago, Uh, the Democratic woman running for a House seat in Northern Virginia, who was uh, revenge-porned by Republicans because she and her husband, of their own free will, once did a thing where they went on some website and had sex for the benefit of viewers. There is no bottom with these people. They will drive people to suicide. They will drive people to despair.
7: You know, people... They will destroy
2: lives for nothing more than political power to, to, to wield as a cudgel against other human beings. I was wrong. It's not nine days from now. Thanks for catching that, Randy. Trans Day of Visibility is 14 days from now, two weeks.
7: Well, you couldn't see it because it was invisible. Uh, Todd, it's
2: been a great conversation, my friend. Thanks for uh, putting up with me this last few minutes.
7: Putting up with you, listen, um, you okay. do you do a great job. You know, you work hard and everyone appreciates, you know, what you give. And sure, and I'm, I'm out and um, I hope you have a great evening and um, try not to despair.
2: No, I'm, I, I'm not. It's just, it's just the so damn sad.
7: So I, um, I couldn't believe it hit me. I was like, that could be you. It, it, it took a half a second. So, I, it's fucked up. Yeah. What the hell's wrong with people? I don't know. I don't know. Sucks.
2: It really, really we'll, does. We'll be in touch. All right, Todd, you take care of yourself, you hear? All right, you too. Later. Our buddy Todd down in South Carolina. Uh, thank you, Emilio. We are now down to... Uh, uh, six671 to go and 46 bucks to go on TJ's shut the fuck up Donny challenge thank you TJ and with the last word Steve in New York says this shit just gets worse worse I'm a thousand percent on your side about we need to be running interference for those who can't come out But Robin, you know what? Perhaps it's just me with the massive changes in my life I'm undertaking, but the world just seems to be an endless stream right now of not just bad, bad, but horrid. I confess, and I apologize about this, I'm sometimes just tired with a very heavy heart right now. Please tell me that this world's awful shit is not as bad right now as it seems. It's very, very bad in far too many places. There are unreported horrors Taking places taking place in places that we don't much care about. so it does so it runs unreported. But it remains true Steve that the, 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 the only way for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. And even mentioning Brittany Summerlin, I mean it's not much this little radio show. but a few more people know about what was done to her than maybe before this program aired and attention must attention must be paid and her name must be said brittany summerlin whose wife is now a widow, whose sons are now fatherless, because some little right-wing shitbirds, some little maggots, were hungry for clicks. Damn them. Damn them all to hell. It's one of those moments when you wish there was one. Because you'd want to get on the blow or anything. Throw another throw another lump of brimstone on the fire, Lucy. Because Chris Monger and Jeff Poor will be coming to visit someday. And in those moments, and this is this 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 betrays a character flaw on my part. But in those moments, I think. About that Chris Monger and his associates at 1819. I think some. I think you know. Someday something horrible is going to happen to you. No one goes through this life unscathed. And in that moment when that horror occurs, I hope Chris Monger remembers Brittany Summerlin. And the agony that he caused in the name of cliques. And I hope he prays to an uncaring sky for death and fears for what will come after. what terrible, 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 terrible people there are in this world. And the people who most often pay the price are the ones who aren't terrible. Thanks for, thanks for uh, giving me a little space to share that last story. Sincerely. And thanks, everybody. Thanks for being part of all of this. Thank you to our Patreon and PayPal subscribers. Thank you to our a la carte contributors. Thank you so much, all of you. Thanks so much, Joan. It's great to hear from you. Thanks to each and every one of you who share your precious finite time engaging in this program in whatever manner you so choose. Thank you to our all-volunteer staff. Thank you, Roger, in the chat room. Thank you to our news ninjas. Thank you. Brother Deacon Asa, head on Remember, push that like button. Subscribe. Leave a comment. It helps. It really does. Thanks, John Fox in Australia. Thank you, Ben Birch, WhiteRoseSociety.org. Thanks to the hardest-working, bravest people I know, the folks at Coal River Mountain Watch, CRMW.net, 20-plus years at the forefront of the struggle for human rights and environmental justice in Appalachia, and a proud union shop. Please stay safe. Get your booster. Get your blue shot. Get your RSV vaccine. Mask up if you're going to be around strangers or maggots. And if you are in Pennsylvania, or Ohio, or Kentucky, or Mississippi, for the love of whatever is sacred to you, go and vote tomorrow, if you haven't already. Use your hand sanitizer. Maintain your social distance. And if uh, anybody from 1819 News comes toward you, tell them what you think of them. And then avoid them like the plague. Because they are. And always, 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 Gina, it's all for you. Love you, Wayne. Lighter.